citizens of Podcast City, I ask you to look upon me and heed my warning, as of this moment you are all now fully aware that the following program is rated mature and is intended solely for those of the legal age to smoke, vote, and purchase pornography. If you find yourself at all easily disturbed by the harsh realities of obscene language, then perhaps you should turn back now before your mind becomes permanently stained with the wicked ways of professional wrestling. Every conceivable form of listener and viewer discretion is strongly advised. Beat me if you can. Survive if I let you. Thunderdome, bitch. Oh, it never gets old. Welcome to Thunderdome, bitch. <laughs> we, we better enjoy it while we can, because uh, aren't they uttering away from Thunderdome soon? Uh, they are. We'll get in that to that mm. get into that momentarily. Uh, top of the show there, the ten bell salute for Mister Wonderful Paul Orndorff. May he rest in power with. All the other WWF wrestlers that have passed. Uh, sad day the other day with his, with his passing. Uh, so our thoughts and prayers and all that good jibber jabber go out to the Orndor family and friends and family and to all those that he graced the squared circle with. Yes, uh, certainly a legend in his own right. Main evented WrestleMania one alongside Roddy Roddy Piper as they went up against Mr. T and Hulk Hogan. And uh, unfortunately, uh, guy had a lot of talent, great body. Uh, his career did get cut short. Unfortunately, he had a some sort of bad uh, nerve damage in his arm or something. He had to have like a big chunk of his arm like amputated or something. So that ended that. But um, 
Yeah, it was a sad thing to see happen. A lot of these guys now, you know, after the damage they've done to their bodies, they they don't check out in a very nice way. Um, I actually saw Tommy Dreamer put something up today on Instagram, and it, was, it really was sad. He had a picture of the whole, you know, Bobby Heenan family from back in the mm-hmm. day, and every single one of them is dead now. So that was a bummer. Yeah, it is. It's always a bummer when the when they pass, but you know they left us left left us with good memories. Some some good memories in the ring, and uh, again, thoughts and wishes to family and friends of Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. Mm-hmm. Not to mention one of the greatest entrance themes of all time as well. I don't know if you guys got a chance to listen to that yesterday when I sent it to you, but the, Mr. Wonderful, like oh, that was. Classic. Well, I mean, if you're just going to serenade us with it, I mean, we might as well just kick back, have a few drinks, and listen to you sing. Uh, I don't think I have – I'm not that buzzed yet. Give me a couple minutes. <laughs> and uh, speaking of a couple minutes, sorry, folks. Yes, obviously, we are running a bit behind tonight. Uh, some technical difficulties. That's what happens in the old podcast biz, so apologies for our tardiness this evening. Well, we're actually running uh, more than a few minutes. We're running like a week behind because we did yeah. not do – <laughs> we did not air it last week, um, and as I was getting the show ready for today, I did realize this is our 13th show, and today is July 13th. Oh, well, well. Hello, Mr. Voorhees. Too bad it wasn't Friday. <laughs> I know. Maybe Mr. Voorhees should do some uh, some wrestling tonight. Right? <laughs> uh, oh, there we go. So, yeah, uh, last, week, last week we weren't here due to some uh, other obligations uh, I know myself had, and just one of those odd freak nights. We couldn't do it. And uh, we were going to bring something up last week that we were too hardcore for Vince McMahon after match 12. And I wanted to kick the show off at that one because, well, Vince, you tried to take us down because we were trying to do you a favor, Mr. Vince, by educating the youngsters have never seen The Undertaker and Mick Foley in a Hell in a Cell, a.k.a. our very own Miss Nighthawk over here. <laughs> I was going to say, I feel targeted here, but it's fine. <laughs> no, you are targeted, because you did not see that match, and the look on your face when we showed you that match was what we were going for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Happens every time. I love first-timers when it comes to a Hell in a Cell, uh, the Hell in a Cell match. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, that Hell in a Cell match, of course. Yeah, it is the uh, Hell in a Cell match. Nothing. I mean, maybe you can put it up there with, like, the only other one that I could think of that comes even close is the very first one, Bad, Bad Blood, Blood, Undertaker, and Michaels, of course, one of the greatest matches ever. But, I mean, when when you say Hell in a Cell, 99% of the time, people automatically think. Foley and Taker, understandable. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, yes, we, uh, we got a little bit of hot water there with Mr. Stanford, Connecticut himself. Apparently, he has, uh, I don't know, Freaks out there, like, uh, it must be like the people that, you know, uh, look at your memes from like three years ago on Facebook and then banish you from the land because evidently somebody at WWE headquarters has heard about us because they know what we did there two weeks ago. Yes, we showed some clips of the old Hell in a Cell match. Uh, what? No, we don't need to see that. Uh, no, for all those audio listeners out there, be lucky that you're not watching and just listening because you didn't have to bear witness to Enzo Amore. Stop! God! Torture. <laughs> yeah, and that's, that, that again, speaking of which, we didn't get to do last week's show. Another thing I want to bring up, I still haven't let it go, Enzo. Challenge still stands. Any place, any match, anything you want, pal. I'm calling you out, so. Can I be the special guest referee? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Obviously, I'm going to help you win. Nighthawk could be like my manager, you know. 
Hell yeah. She can hit him in the balls with some chairs. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think everyone would thoroughly enjoy that. So yes, Enzo, the challenge still stands. But yes, we got some hot water there. Uh, uh, the show got yanked off YouTube. Uh, so... <laughs> I guess someone's paying attention because <laughs> we're doing something right. If we're pissing someone off at the headquarters in Stanford, Connecticut. Guess what? Right Vince? on. You didn't fire us. We're back. <laughs> he tried to banish us from the land, but and in the words of Stone Cold, in the words of Austin, I ain't through with you, Vince. Ain't through you. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we just like to say hi again, Vince. Thanks for checking us out. Sign what us. You got. No chance of canceling uh, this show, pal. Speaking <laughs> of canceling, I'm bringing up another topic. Paul mm-hmm. Heyman. Paul yeah. Heyman being banned off of the two, I guess you call them podcast slash talk shows. Mm. Uh, talking Smack. Talking Smack and whatever other one he did. I originally thought they had banned him from live TV. Mm. That's with, what my initial thought when you sent me that uh, yesterday or whatever it was. Yeah. But. What does that leave for Heyman? Does that mean they're trying to push him to the side? And what does that mean for her there? The Heymanites out there. Yeah, I don't understand that at all. I mean, this is another, it's got to be another one of those things that Vince does that does not make any sense to anyone else in the world except for Vince. You got Paul Heyman, who is perhaps the greatest on, you know, on the mic talent in the history of freaking wrestling. The guy has cut some of the greatest promos ever. He's been the mad scientist of wrestling for years and years and years, come up with some of the greatest storylines. I mean, aside from just what he was able to do with ECW, but I mean, look at it a few years ago there when he was in charge of SmackDown, SmackDown's ratings started getting better than Raw's and Vince was like, wow, 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 we can't wow. Raw's the show. So, ah. so he took him in off of SmackDown because SmackDown was doing too good. So it's like, I don't get it, man. I, I could watch Heyman on TV all day long. Uh, I think it's really dumb to take him off. He's always interesting. He always has something cool to say. And another one of those Vincisms that I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do about Jimmy Uso either. Jimmy mm. Uso coming in with what is third DUI? Uh, this is his third arrest since uh, in the last couple of years. He he yeah. and his wife, well, uh, Naomi there, she wasn't arrested, but they were in Detroit for a show, and he got arrested for, like, I don't know, disorderly conduct or something. But, uh, yeah, he just had his first OUI uh, down there in Florida about a year or so ago. wasn't that long ago. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure everyone out there has heard the news. Jimmy got tagged again last week. So, um, initially, my first thought was, man, what is that going to do to what is the best storyline in WWE right now with Roman and um, the Usos and everything? So, uh, I guess we can save part of that for the SmackDown uh, breakdown because Mm -hmm. I found out some info there pertaining to uh, Mr. Jimmy Uso. So uh, I guess we can touch on that a little later in the show. A lot of stuff happened in in the short time that we've been gone. Um, Another quick thing I would like to bring up personally as well, because this guy is a true hero of mine. Uh, Some more sad news in the world of wrestling as it was announced uh, about a week or so ago that uh, the hardcore, the legend himself, the living legend, Terry Funk, uh, poor guy. He's like in a nursing facility now. I guess he's starting to suffer from dementia. Uh, I also didn't know until recently that his wife, they've been together since they were in like high school. She just passed away, unfortunately, a couple of years ago. 
And so uh, it just broke my heart because I love Terry Funk. He, if you know, put a gun to my head, I'll tell you, Terry Funk's the greatest wrestler who ever lived. I don't care what anybody says. Um, I, I never knew my grandfathers growing up. They were both dead long before I was born. So I just made, you know, in my mind, Terry adopted me as my grandfather when I was, uh, you know, kid. So he's a, he's a Terry means a lot. Funny. Yeah. So Terry means a lot, but it was good to hear. Um, Tommy Dreamer, once again, uh, bring up uh, the Dreamer. He put up a thing the other day saying that, um, you know, appreciate everyone's concern, but honestly, Terry's not as bad as it sounds. Um, I just talked to him last night, and he sounds, you know, in good spirits. Um, he, I guess Terry's really enjoying all the um, attention he's getting from the fans, and he said that the only thing he finds very frustrating right now is he forgot the words to Whistling Dixie. So I guess if you're from Texas, that's a big deal. So... We uh, hoping for the best there for you, Funker. I love you, buddy. And, um, you know, it. Uh, I just hope uh, we don't see an ending like what happened to poor uh, Paul Orndorff there because that's uh, that's no way to go. Well, if you happen to know the words to uh, Lord Dixie or whatever, whatever the <laughs> name of the song Dixie, is, Whistling yeah. Dixie, send them over to Terry Funk and uh, <laughs> I'm sure he'll forget, he'll forget to thank you. Yeah, and, you know, it's funny. <laughs> speaking of the fucker, they're talking about his dementia. I, Tommy Dreamer, sorry to bring him up again, but he put up this other great thing last night where he was talking about how I didn't know about this because I didn't watch it back then. But when Funk was in WCW, he had a match with Chris Candido. And I guess part of the match, Funk actually got kicked in the head by a horse. So I was like, that might explain why his brains are a little rattled now. And he was so funny. He said that he felt really bad because I guess it was his horse and he scared the horse. So that's why he felt bad about it. He didn't care that, you know, he took a hoof to the head. So that's the funker for you. I love that, man. <laughs> oh, other who, uh... who was it in WCW that was like, hey, you know what? We should have a match with Terry Funk and Chris Candido. But how about we bring in a horse and have it kick Terry Funk in the head? Yeah, sign off on that one. You don't get more hardcore than that by getting kicked in the head by a horse. What is the point, Matt? Who really wants to see that? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> mm, that must have been a Vince Russo thing or something. I'm guessing. Uh, other news: Bailey is out for 90 days, uh, so she will not be competing at Money in the Bank for her title shot. I actually heard it was nine months. She's going to be out. Oh, that's what I meant. Nine months. My yeah, fault. Okay. Nine months. Yeah. Yes. I got yeah. I got my nines mixed up. Yeah, that uh, puts a wrench in the, their uh, gears because I know they um, were still going to be riding with this feud that she's been having with Bianca Belair, <laughs> which I, I really enjoyed. That one's for you, buddy. Appreciate I really it. like that feud. Um, you know, a lot of times it's very frustrating WWE because they mismanage uh, their female talent quite often, in my opinion. Um, you know, they do a lot of good things. Don't get me wrong, but there's also times where you've got great talent and it's like, what are you doing with them? Like, come in. So I know. Yeah. So that sucks for uh, Miss Bailey because uh, that was a cool thing going on. I, if I'm not mistaken, she was supposed to be in. Yeah. As you said, she was going to be in the Money in the Bank match. So she was going for a title shot. She was trying to get it back. Yippers. So bad news for Miss Bailey. We will see you in. Nine months, apparently. Yeah, it said she, um, I guess she got hurt. Just she was working out or something. I don't even know the extent of what the injury was, but uh, bad enough to keep her on the shelf for almost a year. So it's got to be pretty gnarly. So I also did hear uh, as we're going through some random wrestling news before we get into our SmackDown breakdown and Dynamite deposition and the Raw report. <laughs> yes, say it French. Report. Report. Uh, I heard a rumor today. Don't know the truth of it but uh 
Daniel Bryan looks like he may be signed with AEW. Yes, I'm very happy you brought this up. I saw something about this last night. And granted, like you said, keep in mind, it is just part of the rumor mill right now. As we know in the world of professional wrestling, that is quite a mill. But, oh boy, would it be something if Daniel Bryan went to AEW. And this really came as quite a surprise to me when I read this last night because I didn't really know what the whole extent was with the whole... Daniel Bryan not being in WWE thing. I thought maybe it was just part of a storyline or maybe he's got hurt again, but I mean, they, all right. You got Aleister Black, Samoa Joe, Braun Strowman, and now you just let freaking Daniel Bryan walk out the door? Like, I, I don't know what's going on over there in Connecticut, dude. Yeah, Vince is, uh, I think Vince is getting a little bit of that funker dementia. Cause, uh, Seriously, I don't know, dude. As we were talking Saturday, after I scooped you up, uh, Someone's calling out Braun Strowman and Braun possibly going to sign with AEW. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I wouldn't um, doubt it at all because, I mean, AEW knows they're sitting on a freaking gold line with the guy. Although I got to say, uh, speaking of Braun, I saw a picture of him just the other day and it's like, all right, dude, you, you've only been out of the ring for a little while, but he's looking like he's let himself go a little bit there. So, mm -hmm. well, you know, can I say um, it's Braun Strowman. He'll come back. He'll get these hands. Yeah, no, I, I, I really don't see how AEW won't jump on that. Unfortunately, you know, as you were saying before we were talking this weekend, he's got that 90-day clause thing or whatever that Vince puts on his guys, so he can't do anything for like three months anyway. But Well, speaking of that 90-day clause, who was it that just recently signed with AEW that we were talking about? Yes, yes. Uh, we'll be getting to that in a little bit in the old uh, Dynamite deposition, but uh, formerly known as Aleister Black in yes. WWE – uh, yeah, he, uh, was able to, he, he had a little, he kind of skated through that one because right. when he came out of NXT, they didn't give him the new 90 day, uh, WWE contract non-compete clause. They kept him on the 30 day and, uh, mm -hmm. well, Vince let another one go and he's now with AEW and uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure you'll touch on that in a little bit at the deposition. Oh boy, will we ever. Yes, it was quite a week in the world of A-Dub this week. But um, yeah, a lot of these, I just don't, I don't understand. Pretty much all the cuts he's made in the last couple of months, even, I don't, like, they really don't make sense. I understand that, I guess it's been, you know, thanks to COVID and everything, it's been a tough year for them financially. But I don't know, letting go good talent like that just doesn't make any sense to this guy. And I want to touch on one more thing, and I want to get Miss Nighthawk's opinion on this as well. Is uh, something else that we talked about was after we saw the video of uh, the guy running into the ring to interrupt Jericho. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, what that's that coming up in the report too. <laughs> like, what is, and you, you and I talked about this a lot on Saturday. Was what does that get you? What does that do for you? Like, it gives you your thirty seconds of fame. Is it really worth it? So, I want to mm -hmm. get Nighthawk's opinion on that. Your opinion on that? To me, it's just. You get your thirty seconds of fame, and you get knocked out. I mean, whether it's a wrestling, a match, a concert, you get up on stage or in the ring, you're now banned from the show. You've lost all mm -hmm. that money you just paid, and you're probably never going to another event again, either at yeah, that venue or or that federation or band is going to ban you from ever going again. Yeah, and you just got arrested too. You're going to jail. So. Oh yeah, that's it. You're, you're, <laughs> you're getting a free Uber ride. Real smooth. Yeah. So where County. exactly is the benefit to all this? I don't know. So. <laughs> What's your opinion on that, Miss Nighthawk? Do you think it's worth it to, for your 30 seconds of fame? Uh, no, but I also think that it was staged. I don't think it was 
Ooh. Oh, really? I don't think somebody really just decided to just, like, go for it, you know? Because that is a lot to, like, put on the line for, like, well, like you said, for, like, 30 is. seconds of fame. Like, congratulations. Yeah. It's, it's happened a lot over the years, though. It really has. This is It's not like this is a, a first-time thing by any means. Yeah. But I mean, think about the people who do it at like the Red Sox games and run across center field and yeah, like, like it's just again not just wrestling related, but just in general, it's just I don't know. To me, it's just stay in your seat and be drunk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Maybe that was the problem. Maybe yeah. he was too drunk. Drunk. Uh, what do they? What do they call he's it? Like, there, you know, uh, it seems like a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> drunk fan <Santa> Tuesday. <laughs> like on he was one. a big boy too. The one that tried to yeah. get to go oh, to yeah. Jericho. Yeah. He was like double my smoked time. him too. <laughs> and then, of course, MJF totally worked it to his advantage and sold it. And it was like, said something like, and I'll come out there and kick every one of your asses too, saying it to the crowd and stuff. It was great. Um, <laughs> I love how they were able to just turn it around. But I've never understood why people do this. I know, like, back in the day in the old kayfabe days, you had people that legit bought what these guys were selling, so to speak, as their characters mm -hmm. and everything and thought it was fucking real. So you would have people coming out of the crowds trying to stab wrestlers and smash them with beer bottles and this and that because they really thought it was real. Nowadays, I mean, everybody knows it's kayfabe. It's kayfabe, hello. Um, but I've never understood it at all. It's like that asshole that did it a couple years ago when uh, Bret Hart was at the Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Remember that? Mm -hmm. I mean, what the hell is wrong with you? The guy is, how old? He's a stroke victim. And you're going to go in there and try and tackle him, you piece of shit. That's why I was so happy. If you watch, they didn't show it on TV, of course. But if you go looked it up on YouTube and stuff afterwards, all these fans were recording it, of course. And, oh, man, all the boys got a hold of this dumbass. And as they were carrying him out, you can't see this. But they're, like, holding him up like this. So, like, two guys in the back hold his legs. Oh, this got his arms. And they stop and they just have him so he can't defend himself in any way. And this other dude just comes over and just decks him right in the fucking mouth. And you see the guy's head just go, mm, he's out. So I was like, good. That's what you get, you piece of shit. Um, but tell me I how you really feel. Yeah, I know. I think it's the stupidest thing in the world. Uh, like I said, you're you're gonna get all kinds of trouble. You're gonna get banned. I know at least WWE, if you do it, you get banned for life. You can never go to any of their events again. Mm -hmm. Like I said, you're also going to fucking jail. So <laughs> dumb dumb. And that's um, why I think that it was staged. It never ends well for these people either. And like you were saying, maybe you're, you know, 15 seconds of fame. If you notice a lot of times you can't even see these people because they try not to show it on TV. Um, mm -hmm. So it's really, what's the point? The best example, I just got, I got to throw this out there real quick. Cause this is one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. I swear to God. Years ago, I was at a uh, Patriots game and this was back when Teddy Bruschi was still playing. Yeah, you don't and, Oh yeah, I, and oh boy, it's it's fun for the ages. So we're watching the game, and all of a sudden the refs have to blow the whistle because this jackass comes running on the field, and he's running and he's running across Jet Stadium, and he's running forward, but he's looking to the side because he's so pumped. He's like, "Yay, everybody loves me! Look at me in the crowd! I'm running!" <laughs> and next thing you know, he didn't look. He wasn't looking forward, and he literally ran into a wall named Teddy Bruschi. Bruschi just stood there, and the guy ran into him, and he was his. His head level was like right around Bruski's face mask. So the guy just clobbered, ran headfirst as fast as he could <laughs> right into Bruski's face mask and instantly got knocked out. And then we saw the cops like drag his lifeless body away and everyone started going, Bruski, Bruski. And he was just standing there kind of like, I didn't do anything because he really didn't. He just stood there and the guy ran right wow. into him and knocked himself out. <laughs> oh, oh, God, how I love Teddy Bruski. <laughs> oh, man. So lesson learned there, kids. Don't pop the fucking barricade. Don't jump on the field. 
definitely never try and if you somehow could jump on the ice in a hockey game, see how far you get there. <laughs> um, so yeah, just don't, just don't. Basically. No, no. I've seen someone do that at a hockey game. No shit, really. They, they got hit from behind. They went this person of the board. Yes. Oh man, I remember back in the day. Uh, I think it was Kevin actually had a tape of like the best hockey fights. And there was this one part where they just showed all these idiots that tried to run out on the ice back in like the seventies and the eighties. And there was this one, mm -hmm. this one mullet guy, he's just like ch chugging across the ice. And all of a sudden this ref comes up, skates up behind him as fast as he could. And he just shoves him. And the guy hits the ice and just slides head first and smacks into the boards. Well. It's like, yes. Well, like <laughs> <laughs> What do people expect? Like, first, you can only run so fast on ice before you eat shit. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> and, like, everybody else is on skates. They're gonna get you. Hello. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they don't call it, whether it's wrestling, whether it's a wrestling wing, baseball field, football field, wherever, they don't call it no man's land for nothing because once you yeah. step over that threshold, if you will, all bets are off. They can do whatever the hell you want. I mean, if you go back, look it up on YouTube. There's a bunch of great ones, especially WCW, it seemed. It used to happen all the time. And there's a couple of them where you see Macho Man is just beating the everywhere fuck out of these guys. And it's like, yeah, go Macho. Play stupid games, get stupid prizes. All right. Remember the idiot that tried to uh, knock Eddie Guerrero off the ladder in his match with RVD? Yeah. <laughs> and luckily, Eddie saw him coming. He just jumped off and smoked the guy. <laughs> oh, viva la raza. All right, let's get into these recaps because we got some stuff to get into afterwards with wrestling memes, our best managers, and uh, whew. what Josh Schneer, did you hear about Nikolai Volkov died too? I did not know Nikolai passed away. Neither I, did I. We'll do some research happened. on that. Yeah, I was not aware. That's another bummer, man. Well, we're starting this whole show off on a downer, huh? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> but we're gonna bring it back with the old EW. <laughs> Dynamite deposition for the week. I need to get you a gavel and a gown to do this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I like, did, like how, how the genius used to have his graduation gown. <laughs> I've been on the, you know, I've been on the other side of a judge's desk or bench or whatever more times than I'd like to admit in my life. So I'd like to know what it's Stop like. Stop being the other an side. idiot then. Hey, hey, hey. We ain't going there now. Ah, no, 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 no. And we got that kind of time. I'm almost 40 years old. Do you think things are going to change now? Good luck with all that, dude. <laughs> all right. So here we are. Yes. The Dynamite Deposition for the week of July the 7th. For the Curtain Jerker this past Wednesday, Cody literally got tied up with QT Marshall in a touch-all-four-corners strap match, which was the first strap match in AEW short history, if I'm not mistaken. Anybody out there wants to prove me wrong? Feel free. Uh, but I'm pretty sure they had never done it in AEW. Um, now, if you've ever seen a strap match before, and you'll know that they tend to get uh, a little brutal. And this one was no exception. In the end, however, Cody walked away with the win, and he sure did have the marks on his back to prove that he earned uh, that victory. So a fine way to start things off for Dynamite this past week. And as things moved on, Tony Schiavone got a chance to interview the AEW World Champion Kenny Omega, who, after telling the world that in he and Don Callis' opinion, there's no one left to beat, 
he was quickly interrupted by the Dark Order, who informed the champion that ah, 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 there's still one person that you have not defeated, and that would be Kenny's former tag team partner, yes, Mr. Hangman Adam Page. So let's hope that this is how they are laying down the foundation for the eventual AEW World title match between Page and Omega. This is the one that the fans have been clamoring for. This is the one that makes sense. The only person who really should... Kenny should drop the belt too, in my opinion, right now. As much as I love Mox and I love Jericho, it really should be Hangman. So they play their cards right. This is going to be an epic feud, and they can ride this all through the summer or whatever. So do it right, A-Dub. Don't pull a Vince on us, please. I believe in you. Also on the show, Ethan Page vowed to take Darby Allen out of wrestling permanently when they meet tomorrow night in AEW's first ever coffin match. And the Pinnacle scored another victory over the inner circle as Harwood... And FDR, who were accompanied by Tully Blanchard, took out Jake Hager, Santana, and Ortiz, who were accompanied by Conan. And speaking of the ongoing pinnacle slash inner circle feud, MJF had a face-to-face -face showdown with Chris Jericho that saw MJF have his evening brought to an abrupt end thanks to a Judas Effect elbow courtesy of Le Champion. And yeah, yeah, uh, I had this in my notes. We just covered it. Yeah, there was a jackass who jumped in the ring into no man's land, got his face smashed in by Jericho before being hauled off by security and in all likelihood arrested. So, ha ha. Stupid that's live, face. Right? Hey, that's, uh, that's live TV right there, folks, at its finest. And as Dynamite continued, we saw Andrade El Adolo make his in-ring AEW Dynamite debut, <coughs> excuse me, with a victory over Matt Seidel. And, of course, the biggest surprise of the night came when Arn Anderson headed out to address the live crowd. And just about a minute or so after he got into the ring and on the mic, everything went dark a la the old ECW days. <laughs> I miss that. So just the whole arena goes dark and it's like, oh, yep. shit. What's happening now? I mean, oh, who could ever forget the night the lights turned back on and there was Jerry Lawler in the fucking ECW arena. Oh, Glory days, glory well, days. Well, real quick, let's not forget, right there at the, during the Cody match, the power actually went out. Did you see that? Oh, did it? Oh, I didn't even notice. I watched it live uh, the other night, but I was like, you know. The power mm -hmm. went out for probably about 35 seconds. Everyone was like, uh, what do we do? Was it, oh, wait. So was it during the opening bout with Cody and yeah. uh, QT in the strap match? Oh, I yeah. didn't even know that. All right. Yeah. Yeah, the power was out in Florida. They're like, yeah, we're having some bad weather. Oh. Uh, I may have missed that when I was probably taking a reefer break or something. So these things happen. But uh, yes, when the lights returned, Malachi Black, who was, of course, formerly known as Alistair Black in WWE, appeared from out of nowhere and delivered a thrust kick to the side of poor old Arn Anderson's dome piece. So that, of course, brought Cody out, who was also treated to a boot to the dome. So it looks as if AEW is not wasting any time in getting the most out of their new sign E. And I say more power to him because I always loved Black when he was in NXT. And then, you know, he left the NXT roster, go to Mondays, and they just... Mm. You got a gold man. We don't know what to do with them because we're dumb, 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 dumb. So I expect great things. And the other great thing I love about this is hopefully this now means that we have seen the last of Cody and QT. That feud should have been buried months ago. Cody won the strap match. Black is here to ruin his life now. So bye-bye, QT. Go find something else to do. We're all done with you. 
That would be wonderful if that was the case. And in the main event of the evening, the team of Eddie Kingston and Penta El Hierro Mido got their AEW World Tag Team title shot against champions, the Bucks of Youth, in a street fight. And I shit ye not. This match had it all, folks. At one point, Penta hit Matt Jackson with a diving exploder off the ring apron through a table. Oh, dude, it was so badass. I, I had to, like, watch it live. I'm like, rewind, rewind. I got to see that again because that was fucking sick. And um, the Bucks, of course, cheated. No big surprise there by uh, taking out the ref. And that's about the time that Eddie introduced dun, 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 the Thumbtacks. Yes. Thumbtacks were introduced to the ring, but as soon as Eddie did so, Matt scooped up a whole mess of the thumbtacks and threw them right in Kingston's face as Nick hit Penta with a top rope hurricane rana on top of the remaining giant mound of thumbtacks. And dude, should have seen the elevation that Penta got on this hurricane. I mean, he was so up there and then just flat on his back, right on the mound attacks. So, oh. That was uh, that was pretty badass, I gotta say. And uh, where were we there? So um, yeah, so they took Penta out, obviously, with the uh, Hunakan Rana. And um, after Penta was down and out, the Bucks shoved a handful of thumbtacks. This is something I've never seen before. I mean, I've seen all the craziest shit you could ever imagine in Japan. The you know guys using drills on each other's skulls. That's fucking stupid. The piranha match. Have you ever seen that? Yeah. There's an actual piranha match. Like, should they do... We've talked about this before. Like, come yeah, on. Yeah, it's insane. So, I've seen all the kind of crazy stuff there is, but these guys did something on Wednesday night that even I have not seen in my 40 years of wrestling enthusiasm. <laughs> so, they took a handful of tacks and they just shoved them in Eddie Kingston's mouth and then they turn around to super kick him right in the mush. And that's how the match ended. You can just like see the thumbtacks like coming out of his mouth and stuff. I was like, that's oh. disturbing. Right? Yeah, dude. It was really like, oh my. Oh, love it. So um, yeah, that was um that's how it ended, folks, for the uh one, two, three. The Bucks walk away with their belts intact. But once again, I gotta tell you, man, AEW hit hit this out of the park uh, with another main event. I mean, they've been rolling pretty well here lately, in my opinion. And, um, I have no problem giving this match an easy five-star rating because it was just phenomenal from start to finish. It was actually so good. I didn't, I couldn't even erase it from my DVR. I'm like, mm -mm, I'm watching that fucker again. Cause it was that damn good. So, that good. Oh yeah. So going to have to make space somewhere else. I might have to lose some, uh, episodes. delete those golden girls reruns. Oh no, no. We never touched the girls. Oh no, they're yeah, safe. No, 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 no. Let's stay. No. I've got like 40 episodes of Sven Gulli. I love Sven Gulli, but I really got to whittle that down. So we'll see what we can do. But in the meantime, A-Dub is hanging on the old DVR. So um, highly recommend for all of you out there who didn't get to see it, give it a gander because it was one for the ages. And that, Boils and Ghouls, is your AEW Dynamite deposition for Wednesday, July 7th, 2021. I'll get you a gavel at least. You can go. <laughs> I can just use it with a beer. Order! Order! Give me another beer. Just make sure it's not like a full beer. <laughs> yeah, no, God, no alcohol abuse in this house. Mm -mm. <laughs> Fine. Yes, oh. and so tomorrow, uh, just throw that out there, uh, big show on Dynamite tomorrow. Uh, you got the coffin match there with Darby and Paige. Uh, looking like a pretty damn good card. So it's, uh, I love what AEW's doing here. I think it's smart on their part. They you know, they have their couple pay-per-views a year, but they're doing some events on TNT here that are like pay-per-view caliber shows. So it sounds it. 
I started yeah. watching a I started watching Dynamite the other day and then got sidetracked and you know had to lose three hours of my life to mm. to Raw. So <laughs> you know it is what it is. Uh, before we get into the SmackDown, I did pull up some uh, history in wrestling on July thirteenth. But Ooh. before we get into that, let's run through uh, some birthdays. Oh my god! Okay, I wasn't uh, ready. Oh my god, <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> The element of surprise. Okay, wait. So we have one from last week. Um. Oh, this dude. Ben. Yeah, I, he was there when I really wasn't watching it. Uh, I actually do not remember what his name is, but uh, he is Lars one ugly bastard. Lars Sullivan. Okay, I remember hearing the name. I write uh, Lars. I don't know. He's scary. Yeah, I mean, he's got some weird looking chest hair and. Some, some big old red granny panties. What's up with his right arm? Like, are those veins, or is that a tattoo or a burn? Like, a tattoo. What? Ugh, shitty. Ain't he did it as a baby. <laughs> like, you're what's mine. Your <laughs> <laughs> was, was your tattoo artist blind? <laughs> yeah, so, uh, all right, there, Lars. Mr. Sullivan, yeah. happy belated. Yeah, he's probably then, in some gutter somewhere. Today, we got... X-Pac! Break it down, <laughs> Mr. Sean Waltman. Birthday. I knew huh? you guys would like that one. The old one, two, three kids, six pack, X Pac, whatever the funk you want to call them. Yeah, Sean Waltman, man. Something else that one, two, three kid. I always thought that was real clever on Bischoff's uh, part when he went over to WCW and he's like, "Oh, you know what we'll do? We'll add one plus two plus three and call you six. Jeez. <laughs> 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 well, they probably sat up all night thinking of that one down in Atlanta. I am uh, pulling something real quick here. I got one last birthday. All right, you tell your birthday because oh, I got something don't coming be up. Cutting soon. off the hawk, man. No, I'm not cutting off the hawk. She'll kill me. <laughs> oh my god, why did it show up like that? That's because the PNG. It looks cool like that. I don't even know who that oh, is. Yeah. I can like tickle his elbow. Like, Jesus Christ, is that so? Jesus was a wrestler. I knew it. <laughs> so who the hell is this guy? Jake, I don't know. Jake Christ. So he's Jesus's brother. Yeah, <laughs> Jake and Jesus. Yeah, why not? <laughs> What's their other brother's name? Jeff. Jeff Christ. Jesus. <laughs> so who he does have here? a brother actually, but I forget what his name is. <laughs> I I don't know who that guy is. I don't. Is that he wasn't in WWE or something? Was it? Did it say? Does it look like he's holding the belt of some other federation? I don't know what that is. Yeah, I don't TNA know. Maybe or let me look. Raj, take a look on you some, some listening pleasures. Yes. Get ready. Fuck it. Oh. Oh yeah. man, this guy that like Rage Against the Machine wannabe dude. I swear he was like you know Triple H's cousin or something. He went to Vince one day. He's like, "Come on, Vince, can you give my cousin a little break here? Come on, put him on Mania." <laughs> God, well, I, I remember thought that when when uh, the singer of DX was. I was like, "That's gotta be Triple H's brother," because yes, right. <laughs> it's, it's like so uh, not awful. It's it's Tim Levesque or Timmy Levesque, yeah. but oh, dude! When, well, my brother and I, we were at WrestleMania, dude. The we the whole crowd, we booed them so bad. We weren't booing Michaels; we were booing the band 
as they were playing when he came out, and we couldn't even hear them because the whole freaking fleet center was going that bad. <laughs> oh, did you find out who he was? There's a whole lot going on here that I don't understand. Oh. <laughs> we may have dug dug you a grave here, Nighthawk. What happened? <laughs> yeah, I don't. This is where I tap out. <laughs> I'm just, I, yeah, I'm very curious to know who this. I mean, if it says J. Christ on his vest, I think it would have been hilarious if he just called himself Jesus Christ. And why not? <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. Jesus Christ. Jesus Cristo. You're saying Jesus Christ couldn't hit a curveball. Yeah. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Fuck you, Jobu. I do it myself. <laughs> All right. Well, you we look for that. All I'm right. going to run through some. Uh, what you got? Some, some histories here I got pulled up on my screen. All right. So you're right. His name is Jake Christ. Oh, okay. Um, Jake Christ. Okay, yeah, I, I, that's what I thought. He was in, uh, or I guess he's still in Impact, evidently, oh. according to Wikipedia or whatever. He's uh, 37 years old from Dayton, Ohio. Yeah, so I figured he must have been in TNA or Impact or something because I didn't know, have a clue who he was. So I got some histories from Ooh. after Jake Christ. Histories. Uh, in 1982, the WWF Tag Team Champions changed hands in Allentown, Pennsylvania, when Mr. Fuji and Mr. Sato defeated Jules and Chief J. Strongbow. Wow, dude, that's pretty vintage right there. I'm going back. Uh, Want to bounce around here. 1995, Wild <laughs> Pegasus. And in parentheses, can you tell me who that was? That would be Senor Chris Benoit. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. the best of Super Juniors tournament in Tokyo, Japan. Yes, With a win over Shinhiro Hotani. Mm, I yes. that name. Benoit was uh, quite a staple there in Japan. And yes, he did wrestle under a mask at the time. <clears throat> the name Wild Pegasus. Um, I know from reading Bret Hart's book there, which I guess I have to mention every show because it's oh, just yeah, so fucking it awesome. Uh, but yeah, Brett talked about how back in the day Owen was in Japan and actually had some matches with uh, Benoit, as a matter of fact. So oh. about them Granny Smiths. Well, speaking of Granny Smiths, in 1996 was ECW's heat wave took place at the famous ECW arena. Nice. Main event, we saw Sam Andrema and Terry Gordy defeat Raymond, Stevie Richards, and Brian Lee in a cage match. Hell yeah. Was that the... I'm trying to think. Was that the night that... Uh, I might be wrong on this, but I want to say that was the night that uh, Dreamer got Raven handcuffed up to the fucking cell, and then it was the infamous chair shot heard around the world, because... You know, after Raven had fucked Dreamer over so many years, he finally just got to whale him right in the head. I may be mistaken, but I think that was that same pay-per-view. But either way, great freaking show, man. Uh, Sandman pinned Raven. It says Sandman fought Raven as well. Uh, Sandman fought Raven. Sandman won. The, not, the title did not change hands, so Raven was the champion at the time. Mm. Um, the one title that did change that night was Shane Douglas winning, winning the ECW World Television title in a four-way elimination against the reigning champion, Chris Jericho, two cold Scorpio, and put ball number two. Yes, yes, another uh, classic ECW match there. Uh, once again, I know we brought this up on the show before. I always thought it was real cool, and Jericho certainly did himself. He talked about it in his book that uh, uh, Paul E. knew that Jericho had gotten the offer from WCW, and which is all fine and well. That was 
what most of the guys did and he knew it. Um, but he was still cool enough knowing that Jericho was going to be gone like a month. He was like, I'm still going to make you the ECW television champion. So I thought that was pretty neat. And that was Jericho's first ever American singles title as well. Yes. Chock full of that useless information, folks. You know it. <laughs> 2017 in Daytona, Daytona Beach. This is a sad moment. Yeah. Was when uh, Chris Benoit's wife and son Nancy and Daniel were laid to rest at the pi- at the private funeral, uh, family funeral, yeah. due to the tragic tragic episode that happened. Mm, uh, we talked about it before on the show. It's one of those again iconic mem- moments and. The wrestling history. I won't even say WWE because the whole wrestling world was affected. Oh, by God, yeah, that that, that almost literally crazy. it came close to just killing wrestling in America. It really did. Mm-hmm. Um, it had that big of an impact, and you know, it's really aside from you know things like you know what the tragedy of Owen Hart or you know Bruiser Brody getting murdered in Puerto Rico in the friggin' locker room. Uh, it's it's probably the worst thing that ever happened in the history of wrestling. Uh, it's just it's a fucking nightmare. It really is. And, uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of people out there, much like myself, watch the uh, two-part Dark Side of the Ring episode there of all about the murders and stuff. And, um, yeah, it's just like I, I still to this day, my heart just goes out to his first son, dude. Like, you got to live mm-hmm. with that your whole fucking life. Like, oof, fucking brutal, man. I know. But we're going to end it on a happier note, I guess, if you will. I don't know. Uh, it's got to be happier than that. I well, mean. yeah, I mean, it's happier than that. <laughs> uh, 2015 episode of Raw Atlanta, Georgia. The Divas Revolution truly kicks off when the acclaimed next trio of Flair, Becky Lynch, and... Oh, they fucked that up, huh? Yeah, I was going to say, wait a minute. Huh? So I'm reading this online. I didn't, I didn't do my research this week, but so I'm reading this off the interwebs, so you think it's true. Um <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, you're selling it. I, I bought it. Yeah. The next trio of Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, and Charlotte Flair make their <laughs> roster debut. Oh, okay, yeah, this is when they all came over from NXT. Then, but okay. Charlotte Flair is two people. So there's Charlotte Flair, and maybe there's Flair Charlotte. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but they made their wrestling. Was Ric Flair in a wig and a dress, just pretending to be a female Flair? I don't know. No, I wouldn't put it. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past Ric Flair. I mean, he's doing he's doing car commercials right now. Well, I mean, you know, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, now you we covered it. Do. I guess that. So you, I said you do what you got to do. Yeah, hey, you know, you got to pay mean, the bills. I mean, he's styling, profiling, limousine riding, jet stealing. I can't do a Ric Flair. We all know, uh, thanks to the infamous plane ride from hell, that Rick is not a bashful guy. But that, folks, is your history lesson for the day. Take notes. If you didn't, well, then there's going to be a quiz later. Oh, yeah. I want a full report on my desk at 8 o'clock tomorrow morning. They will be held to pay. Double space, 24 24 font. Yeah. I just just got to get a desk now. Yep. Super font. (laughs) Trying to make it easier on you people to have a four-page paper. Oh, I was thinking it's because you're old. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, yeah. (laughs) 
This is like the first time all day I've been wearing my spectacles. <laughs> yes, hey, tell me what shirt I'm wearing without uh, wearing, putting your spectacles on there. Oh, no, I... see, this I'm good. Like anything like up close, I'm fine. I did not mean to do that. You can't see me. Sorry. <laughs> yes, you oh, did. Don't maybe lie. I, yeah, maybe I did. <laughs> I, I always love Cena. I don't care what anybody says. But yeah. Um, I, I, uh, yeah. I, I you love Cena as I was, much like, as this guy. And... <sighs> you know what, dude? Seriously. <laughs> Don't yeah no don't put Cena in the same anything as that freak. Ugh. Gross. I hate that guy so much. It burns how much I hate him. Shall we so, get shall okay, we get I, going through to the SmackDown? We might as well down. because thanks to fucking Enzo again, I whatever I had just went boop. So bring on <laughs> it went what? Bring, <laughs> Yeah, common occurrence with this guy. So I say bring on the SmackDown breakdown for Friday, July the 9, 2021. SmackDown kicked things off this past Friday with the WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns taking center stage as he let the world know his thoughts on Edge's ruthless attack as well his cousin Jimmy's status after getting his second DUI. We already brought that up this week mm -hmm. uh, or earlier in the show. But yes, that got that second OUI down in Florida last week. So it sounds like Jimmy is not getting <coughs> fired after all. <laughs> However, <laughs> fired after all. Nailed it. <laughs> uh, so fired. Fired. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I guess it's just got to be because, you know, Reigns' cousin, the Usos are a really popular tag team. So if you get rid of one, now you're kind of fucked. Um, and it, it really fucked things up for business. So I think they've just got to like, all right, we're going to have to take this one on the chin. He's got to get some sort of punishment. I know that. And I don't know what the laws are in Florida. Uh, you get two OUIs in like, you know, a year or something like that. He might have to be locked up for like a month or something. So I don't know. So, uh, good luck, Jimmy. Uh, you're going to need it. I have a feeling about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see here. So, uh, the first match of this week's show featured Nakamura picking up a win over King Corbin. Because that's still happening. It's still happening. Are they still fighting for Burger King crowd? Oh, I don't fucking know. I don't care. <laughs> I just don't care. Um, so at least, um, I don't know. Nakamura, this was actually a Money in the Bank qualifying match, which Nakamura won the match. So maybe this is the end of it now. I doubt it because I, I fucking hate it. So chances are it's going to be here for even way longer. But <clears throat> nonetheless, Nakamura is officially solidified his spot in the Money in the Bank ladder match coming up this Sunday, correct? I believe. This Sunday. This Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. You'll pay for the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. Now, now, now. So we got that. Fucking mouthful of shit out of the way. Then uh, things were followed up with a tag team match when Shotzi Blackheart, not exactly too familiar with her, uh, and Tegan Knox. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she, along with Tegan Knox, upset the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions Natalia and Tamina in a non-title match. And this was a pretty damn good match, actually. Uh, so I gave them that. I guess maybe we got a little something going there. Uh, they beat the champs. So maybe they're going to get a shot. I still don't know who Shotzi is. Sounds like the name of a dog, but okay. So more power to you, Shotzi. Uh, now, as many of you know, it was announced last week. We covered this, that Bailey got injured while working out mm -hmm. last week and uh, will now be out of action for the next nine months. So 
evidently her replacement is going to be a woman by the name of Tony Storm, who got a uh, one of those, you know, coming soon promos that they'll do. Uh, that aired, so I guess we'll just keep an eye on that. I don't know anything about this woman, but chances are finding out that, you know, Bailey's going to be gone for nine months. They're like, okay, we got to find somebody. So wherever she is, yep, she's on. They should and, just put the Money in the Bank contract, throw that out the window, and make Bianca Belair fight in a ladder match at Money in the Bank of a six-person ta- six tag match. I, I don't mind that idea. I'm, you know what? I, it's funny. Even I mean I know why they wouldn't because it's always been very successful. I always okay. thought like why I always wondered if Vince would just say we're not going the money in the bank anymore because fucking <laughs> Jericho thought of it and he's in fucking AEW now so fuck that. But I guess Vince is still smart enough to realize that yeah, money in the bank's gonna make some money. But yes, Chris Jericho did invent that match. Money in the bank was money in the bank. Because <laughs> yeah, I did there, not my bank. Oh well, hello, Mister Clever, keeping me on my toes there, eh? So, uh, yes, yes. Then we had the main event, which featured Seth Rollins as he upended Cesaro to secure his spot in the Money in the Bank letter match. And before SmackDown went off the air, because we just couldn't end it with the main event. Oh, no, 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 no. Edge, once again, made another huge statement when he attacked the Universal Champion once again. And Reigns was uh, added by both, or, yeah, added. Thanks, spell correct. You fucking screwed that one up. Reigns was aided by both Jimmy and Jey Uso. So, all of a sudden, hey, look who's here. It's Jimmy. So, that was when I was like, okay, I guess he's not getting fired. So, look at there. Because I really didn't know, heading into SmackDown Friday, when I checked out of it, I was like, so, is he even going to be on the show? Are they going to address this? Are they even going to mention it? So, look at that. We still got ourselves a Jimmy, but um, Jimmy and Jay came down to try and help out Reigns, and that's when the Mysterios made their presence known by helping Edge take out the Usos, and um, I believe it was Jimmy, if I'm not mistaken. Edge was like, of course, Reigns is doing the typical heel, you know, running away and leaving his, his crew behind to get beaten, and Edge was like putting, I believe it was Jimmy, in a cross face, but he, instead of just using his arms, he did it with, with a metal chair. I was like, way to go, Edge. I like that. So uh, Edge making his presence known again. So it uh, looks like things are just getting heated up here with the old uh, Edge and Reigns feud. So keep your eyes on that one, folks. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is your SmackDown breakdown for July the 9th, 2021. Miss Nighthawk, you got something you said? Yeah. You said you didn't know who this... Oh, it's kind of blurry, but you said you didn't know who that was. That's supposedly the person that's replacing Bailey. Oh, uh, okay. So that makes sense. She's coming from NXT. That's what I figured. I We have so much to cover every week. I, I it, it sucks because NXT's got some really good stuff, but I just don't have the fucking time, man. <laughs> so I have it on my DVR every week, and I usually just I delete watching. it because I just don't have the time. <laughs> but um, that's what I figured. She must have been an up-and-comer from NXT. So mm-hmm. fine job there, Nighthawk. Appreciate the research. So I meant to bring something up at the top of the show, and I forgot to regarding uh, Vince McMahon and him doing stupid shit. Take he pulled Austin's me. new podcast episode down. And I don't know why. And I haven't figured out why. Um, Who was the guest? Kevin Nash. So did they even air it at all? Or did they put it, it up? It got and put up it? and it didn't air and it got taken down. And I cannot figure out a reason why. Oh, controversy. So, yeah. So there was some sort of controversy. that was probably said in that in that show on uh, Austin's uh, podcast. They're talk, 
to Broken Skull. Wow, that's really with surprising. Kevin, with Kevin Nash. I mean, yeah, with, who, I mean, they I mean, had Jericho on of all people. And that's what I was going to say. I mean, I never would have thought in a million years he would have let Austin have Jericho on. Even, even Austin said that in an interview I saw. He was like, I was like, fuck it, I might as well try. I don't think I have a chance in hell, but... He hit up Vince and said, what do you think about Jericho coming on my show? And Vince was like, okay. And Austin literally thought he just, he didn't believe it. He was like, there's no fucking way Vince is just going to that easily. Say, yeah, bring Jericho in from AEW. Uh, so so Cold actually like hit him up again. And he was like, are you fucking with me? Like, I can really bring him on. You don't got a problem with this? And Vince was like, you got my bus and Steve say, tell Chris I said hi or whatever he fucking said. Right. So he let Jericho on, but what the fuck did Diesel do to get the boot? Hmm. Kind of, kind of interested to see if I can find some, dig some dirt up on that. Um, I was also yesterday old to find out that raw has been taped. Oh, raw has not been live. Oh, really? I don't know if it was just last night's episode or if it's been all the episodes, but mm. Raw was taped, I know for a fact, last night. Wow, we we will. So they're going back to the old days. I wonder, you know, is, is Tony Khan going to make uh, Tony Schiavone give the results of the main event again? Like WCW <laughs> made poor Tony do back in the day when they revealed that uh, Foley was going to win the belt from The Rock. And one of the dumbest things WCW ever did, because boy, did that bite him in the ass. <laughs> yeah. I saw the, the post of it on a group and on the book face. I was like, no way. So I watched the first, legit watched the first 15 minutes just to see. And they only did a small spot at the very top of the hour for Mr. Wonderful. And after yeah. that, no one mentioned it throughout the show. Yeah, that's lame. Because um, I like, thought it was. This show is definitely taped. Because they yeah. would have mentioned coming out of it saying. Oh, good point. Yeah. Like, yeah. hey, respect or prayers and thoughts to the Orndorff family and things like that. But nothing off the top of the show for Raw. Just that really? little, wow. like, yeah, like that, that, like that little graphic that we played. Mm -hmm. No ten bell salute. So we gave Warndorf a better fucking tribute than the WWE did, huh? Yes, we did. Wow, um, Nighthawk. I found a thing that says the Thunderdome era will end with a pre-taped bra. Aha ha! There Look you go. That. All right, so this must be just a one-time thing because I didn't think they were ever going to go back to the old the '90s days of the pre-tape raw and shit. Yeah, I mean that made some good for some good road trips. You really can't in this internet age now. You can't do that. It's just never going to work. Any fan sees that show, everyone's going to know what happened, and nobody's going to want to watch it. You got to do these shows live now. Well, I mean, you would still watch it back in the day because it was the Attitude Era, so you still wanted to see the cool shit that happened because your friends would be oh, talking yeah, about it coming back from the taping on Tuesdays that we went to. But the internet was not what the internet is now back then. I mean, so I, you know, we were watching pre-taped Raw. I never was finding out. I'm sure if I really tried to do some digging, I'm sure I could find out the results, but I didn't want the spoilers. But now you wouldn't, I mean, you'd all you'd have to do is click on friggin' Facebook or InstaFace or whatever the fucking next thing you know, it's like, oh, here's everything that happened in Raw, so I don't need to watch that now. Speaking of Raw, it is time for dun, dun, dun. Breaking the Raw, Breaking the Raw. <laughs> Three hours of my life I never get back. Three hours I never get back. Oh, there's coffee water. <laughs> it's almost gone. Ooh, I guess it's pretty good then. <laughs> water. So if you caught Raw last week, you saw that the New Day defeated Bobby Lashley and MVP in the main event in Raw, which caused Bobby Lashley to start second-guessing himself. 
was he second guessing himself or was he second guessing the services of MVP? I'm thinking a little bit of both. Mm, a little from column A, a little yeah. column B. Yeah. This week kicked off Xavier Woods versus Bobby Lashley. And may I just say the almighty lost to an inside cradle to Xavier Woods. <laughs> was he like getting distracted or something? Like, no, he just straight out lost. It was a straight one-on-one fight. So it was a clean finish, huh? It was a clean finish. I just think Bobby Lashley is so far in his head with MVP. And uh, I think we may be seeing the fallout of MVP and Bobby Lashley. Huh. Now, see, if they were smart, what they ought to do here is say, okay, Xavier beat the champ. So he should get a title shot and then just have Lashley come out and fucking destroy him the next week because now he's all mad. I, that's what I would do. But. Yep. The <laughs> Almighty was furious as he stormed out of the ring without bothering to wait for MVP. Mm, well, poor Montavious uh, might have to start selling more of his entrance uh, equipment again. <laughs> I, I, I love when they did that gimmick. I don't know how many years ago it was now, but. He kept losing match after match, so he wasn't making any money. So, like, remember he used to come out and he had that big inflatable mm-hmm. thing he would walk through with the smoke and he'd do the, I'm coming! And then he had to sell it because he was so broke. <laughs> oh, I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> then we saw Alexa's playground. My thing's going to go off. I did it again. She went off. She's a weekly guest on the show now, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so we went to the playground as she welcomed Dewdrop. To the playground for oh, an interview. Oh, Mount, Mountain Dew. <laughs> but Eva Marie decided she was going to join too, and that just caused all kind of drama. Oh. And Miss Bliss, I was already called to her right now. Not Miss Bliss from Save, Save by the Bell, but <coughs> this. <Mr>. I wish. <laughs> no. Nice reference, dude. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> just dated myself. All right. Well, hey. <laughs> You know, we, we oh. went to the same high school. You only graduated graduated one year ahead of me. So. <laughs> yeah, nothing much smarter either. Uh-huh. Um, so, yes, Miss Bliss had Dewdrop and Eva Marie decided to join. And, well, Bliss was not paying Eva any any mind. And Eva got, you know, she is a diva. She mm-hmm. got upset and stormed Eva the diva. She said, I'll never come back on this playground again. And <laughs> I just broke my heart. I'm taking my turnbuckle and going home. Yeah. <laughs> Then we now, saw. Before, hold on, real quick. I yeah, just yeah, want yeah, to yeah. ask you. Sorry to interrupt, but now I saw something this week. Because since you brought up uh, Alexa there, that um, apparently there it was some sort of talk about what's going on with Bray Wyatt and how they're bringing him back. But it's still gonna be a while, and I don't understand it because he's not. He didn't get hurt, so it's like, what are you guys doing with him? Because right, I saw something about him coming back as well. I don't again. I don't know what's going on. I'm thinking something more personal than injury because he just left after Mania. That was it. Yeah. And then I don't understand though, because it's just like, all right, they had the whole thing where Randy Orton, you know, burned him and he disappeared just for him to come back and get screwed over by Alexa. And then it's like, okay, this guy's super over the fiend gimmick. I mean, exploded. People love that. And it's like, okay, we'll, we'll talk to you in like a year or something. I don't know. Ugh. If only like he, if I could get like Bray Wyatt, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, uh, you know, maybe just a handful of other guys to just go to AEW, I would never have to even watch WWE again. It would be great. Exactly. <laughs> so then we saw the modern day, whatever you call him, Jinder Mahal. I don't know what the modern oh, day. Oh, God, no. I almost <laughs> forgot that you told me that they brought him back. Ugh. So him and his goons last <laughs> week, um, Decided to show up on Raw, 
And they stole the family heirloom that was Drew McIntyre's sword. Now, if you oh missed, the Scottish blade, but if you if you did not see Raw last week, Drew McIntyre said that the blade was made from the Loch Ness monster that his family killed. What? Yeah, they went to the Loch Ness monster storyline. You couldn't have gone with some cool like this sword belonging. It belonged to William Wallace Braveheart or something. That I'd be like, yeah, I'll buy that, even though it's horse no, shit. No, no he, it was his dad out, killed the Wattness monster. Yeah, some shit like that. <laughs> so <laughs> we were always supposed to swallow that zombie bullshit from a couple months ago, and now this the Wattness monster. Lock-ness, Lock-ness monster here. Oh, oh, what's next? Is like fucking you know Brock Lesnar gonna come back and get challenged by fucking Bigfoot or something? Like what the fuck? No, he, does, but he does have a ponytail now. Brock. Lesnar I heard some about that. He's. I didn't see the picture, but I saw some thing about that today that there was all this talk of oh Harry Brock or something. Yeah. So uh, the modern day ha, ha, Ginger Mahal. Modern day diarrhea. Shut up. Let me finish. <laughs> Because I saw and, you. I just fucking hate him. I know. But uh, <laughs> him and his posse came out this week to make nice with McIntyre. And they were going to give him his sword back. But Drew popped up on the Titantron and said, I don't trust you. You're a liar. We know it's a trap. And then Drew decided to destroy Jinder Mahal's motorcycle. Okay. What? Why does he have a motorcycle? Jinder Mahal. Apparently, <laughs> apparently him and Drew used to go riding back in the day because they used to be boys. Oh, that M. B three or whatever yeah. the fuck they were in, right? The stupid boy band yeah. thing. Yeah, okay. Another yeah. modern day so I guess that makes sense. Doesn't have a motorcycle to ride out on. Ooh, no. When did he have a motorcycle before? Well, I don't know. <laughs> like, who cares? <laughs> so th- this is what they're doing now. Like, what happened? The whole yeah. Drew McIntyre got in money in the bank because he's trying to go back after Lashley. Now they're just like, hey. Now they're feuding him with Jinder Mahal. I think something's gonna happen where probably. Well, it's this Sunday, so maybe something will happen. Mahal will come in and destroy, ruin McIntyre's chance of climbing the ladder, and then they'll start feuding more after money in the WrestleMania money in the bank. Yeah, because that's all we need is another feud with the worst WWE champion ever. Mm-hmm. I really, honestly, if we did a show about like worst champions of all time, I'd probably put him as my number one. Hey, big heart pumping. Big heart pumping. Welcome to the show. That's a new one. Welcome to the right? show. My All right. Not seen you here. Welcome, welcome. Woo! Welcome to the, the controversy show that we are. We're <laughs> up to like five people now checking us out. Look at this, huh? Shit. We're raking in that. See, day. I knew there's no such thing as bad publicity. All these people find out that Vince has got it up for us. So now they're listening. <laughs> <laughs> then we saw <sighs> Fatal Four Way, Nikki Ash, Asuka. Miss Bliss and Naomi. Nikki Ash took the victory. Um, I don't even know who that is. <laughs> I know Nikki who the Cross. other three are. Nick, Nick, it's Nick, Nikki Ash is Nikki Cross. Oh, okay. It's but Nikki Ash is her superhero name because now she's wearing like the Hurricane Rana suit, the Hurricane suit. Oh, the Hurricane crap, like Mo- yeah. Mighty Molly and all that shit. Uh, yeah, because we wanted that back. Mm. Yep. Ugh. Then, pardon we, me a second, why? Yeah, <laughs> stock really went down there. Get much- we saw uh, the Viking Raiders in single action. We saw Eric facing off AJ Styles, and then we saw hmm, the other one. I don't know his fucking name against Omas. Is it Eric and Ivar? Oh, sorry, Ivar and AJ Omas versus Eric. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I Ivar- like the Viking Raiders actually. I've them since they were in uh, Ring of Honor. Actually, is when I first found out about them. 
Um, so, I think they were War Machine or something back then. But yeah, they were pretty cool. But you know, so yeah, of course Vince was like, "Well, they're a great tag team, so let's have them do singles matches." Mm-hmm. And they're <laughs> the two teams are going to fight this Sunday at Money in the Bank for the Raw Tag Team Title. Oh, okay, that um, makes sense. Then. But we saw Ivar defeat AJ Styles and Omos defeat Eric. So they went one for one. Uh, we'll see them compete. Uh, the tag team, like I said, tag, tag team titles, Money in the Bank this Sunday. That mm-hmm. one should be a good match to see because I was AJ Styles is. Easily one of the best wrestlers in the world, and uh, another one that totally being underutilized in mm-hmm. the old WWE. It's like same thing with uh, Nakamura, and you know these guys that come over from Japan that are like gods over there because they know how to promote these guys in Japan, and they sign these big contracts in WWE, and it's like. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Big hot pump and says, I don't have cable at the moment, so I'm counting on you guys to keep me updated. Hell yeah, buddy. Well, yeah, we, we got you, big pump. More than happy to Hell assist yeah. you. Fuck Comcast. We're the we're the way to go. Hell yeah, buddy. We're you, off the ropes cast. You can save on that <laughs> stupid cable bill. Don't even worry. I'm pissed at them anyways. They took away my cartoon network for no fucking reason. So fuck you, Comcast. Okay. <laughs> can I finish the raw report, please? I'm yeah, kidding. go ahead. Yeah, you stop really? Do your thing. <laughs> Right, you know what? I'm gonna put up, I'm gonna put Enzo back up. Oh great! Sorry, I didn't know you love Comcast so much. Didn't mean to offend you. Used to work for him. I mean, Jesus. See, there's the word "used to." Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, we saw next Sheamus finally back in action after his broken nose due to Carlio. Oh yeah, uh, I forgot he, about that. He jumped Carlio in the back in the backstage area. Uh, the doctor. General manager, what the fuck his name is? I don't know. They don't want Carlito to fight, yeah, but he wanted to fight. Came out and Sheamus defeated him in about one minute nineteen seconds. Yeah, because the doctor's going to tell Sheamus not to fight. Sure, no, him, he tried, tried oh, to tell. Oh, the other. Okay, I Carl, got you. Yeah, because he got Carlito. Uh, I, I, every time you say that, I, I just want to say in Alberto Del Rio. I don't know why they went with that name. It sounds way too close to Alberto Del Rio. I mean, I'd like to see Alberto come back and slap some more caterers as anything, but you know it. Uh, then uh, Ricochet and John Morrison in a Falls Count Anywhere match. I'm liking this little feud they got going on because it's a very entertaining. These both can hold a match very well. Uh, Ricochet has got some incredible aerial moves as long as as well as John Morrison. They took some pretty hard bumps on the past two Raws. I didn't really get a chance to see this match in full attention span, if you will. Hmm. Um, but Ricochet defeated John Morrison in the Falls Count Anywhere match, and from what I saw, it was. Probably, I would say the main event of, the, of Raw. They could have put this one as the main event. Easily. Yeah, I don't doubt that at all. And I'm glad you brought that up again because I remember you had mentioned it in the last show and I totally spaced because I've always been a big John Morrison fan and Ricochet is really talented. I mean, the guy is like a uh, human friggin' Spider-Man, the way he can flip and jump and all that. So I expected good things from them. So uh going to have to give those a gander myself there, guy. Yes. Then after that, we had the Raw Women's Champion, Raya Ripley. I can't fucking pronounce her name. Raya Ripley. Let's call her Ripley, like in Aliens. Uh, she defeated <laughs> Natalia. Uh, that's really all you need to know. It wasn't really much to go. It's, it's Raya Ripley. Can we just get over her, get over it? I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm with you, dude. I don't know. I know she, you know, she did really well in NXT and stuff. And it's nothing personal against the, the lady. I just, it doesn't, it's never done it for me. I don't know. I take Charlotte or Oscar definitely. I love Oscar over her any day. But I even take Natalia just to shut Raya up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bloody awesome then, right? 
Smash your face in, Will. Then Rock included with uh, Bobby Lashley destroying the VIP lounge and sending a message to Kofi Kingston. Uh, he said that he was going to end Kofi Kingston's career at Money in the Bank this Sunday live on pay-per-view or on Peacock. Fuck Peacock. Fuck Comcast, as Andrew said. Um, <laughs> it's Jack, damn it. Who is this Andrew fucker? I don't like him. Some, some Someone <laughs> in my head talking to me. I got that voices in the head today. Uh, welcome uh, to my world, pal. Tell him I yeah. said hi. But after dismissing the girls from the ring and then large Lashley said that his WWE Money in the Bank opponent, Kofi Kingston, actually had a point when he said the title holder had gone soft and insisted to MVP it was going to stop. Oof. Wow. Intriguing. And, uh, I, uh, I like the idea of this match. I like both guys. And I like Kofi. I, I, I think I, I like Kofi in this match. I think uh, I think Bobby's going to – I think he's going to drop it. Could be. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, this will be the first one in front of fans. Uh, yes, yes, I believe that is correct because they still dynamite went to uh, they finally left Daly's place there in Florida. They did their show last week of Texas, I want to say. I could mm -hmm. be wrong, but they weren't in Florida, so they're already on the move. Um, I thought I read something about WWE getting a little backed up on their process of going back on the road. I don't know mm -hmm. if that's true or not, but um, yeah. If Minning the Bank uh, is what they say it's going to be, then uh, they're all done with the damn fucking Thunderdome. So. And uh, before we get going too, too far more into the meats and potatoes of the show tonight, just a quick belated happy birthday to a loyal listener. Josh, happy 39 birthday, brother. You uh, oh, yeah. one more year to that 40, so enjoy that mm -hmm. last year. Before Good you luck, buddy. That all 40s. But, uh, happy belated birthday, Joshua. Uh, wish you the best, my friend. Yeah, thanks for checking us out. Thanks for being a regular there, guy. I'm actually quite bummed here. Where's my pops? I got no ghostly where's, tonight. Where's Guy Manley? He, and where's the guy, man? They're both MIA. What's going and on what's here? what's that guy doing? Where's, the, where's he? We're missing three people tonight. I don't know. Maybe they... A record maybe, six people watching tonight. Right? Maybe they uh, got a secret, you know, contract from Vince, and they're not, you know, they sided with the dark side, and they won't, they won't, they, they're legally not allowed to watch us anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Big Heart Pump and says, uh, fuck them. How, how dare they take it away? I'm assuming through your cartoon network. And, right, uh, thanks, dude. I'm digging this Big Heart, man. He, and he, he says, sorry me. for the interruption. No sorry neither for the interruption. We Yo. appreciate your comments. Please keep Here's sending them. Yeah, if you've watched this before, you know that basically all I do on this show is interrupt people, so don't feel bad at all. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, dude, it, this, I, I, I've had Comcast here since the moon and I knew uh, Undisclosed uh, Hidden hideout here from parts uh, unknown from parts unknown uh <laughs> been here for like four years now got the damn comcast right away because i actually always had direct tv for years up until then when i lived in hyannis blah 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 and uh that net like a month ago i go to flip on freaking robot chicken this is a subscription channel to order please call blah 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 blah, blah. i'm like huh so yeah boo comcast money mm -hmm. so shall we go into uh our wrestling memes for the evening. Let's go. Miss Nighthawk, I'm going to leave it up to you to put them up on the screen, and we can go through them one by one. Doesn't have to be any particular order. Yeah, got you. I'm just yeah, this, was a, top. this was actually a little harder for me than I thought. I thought this was Same. easy peasy. And then I started Googling, and I'm like, oh, but there's this one, and there's that one, and that one, and this one, and that uh. <laughs> I always put that one up as one of mine. I saw that earlier <laughs> today. That was pretty good. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> now, now, we have to keep in mind, a lot of people aren't going to be seeing us. They're just going to be listening on the audio. So we'll have to, for our audio listeners, we'll try and cue you in here. We have a picture of Andre the Giant from WrestleMania 3. We all know the infamous slam heard around the world. But someone was very clever here. They edited out Hogan altogether. And or was it John Cena? <laughs> oh, good point. You can't see you him. can't see him. Maybe it was and, John Cena uh, as a baby slamming right? Andre the Giant. Baby Cena. Look at this. <laughs> Out there in West Newberry, Massachusetts. But I love yeah. the, yeah, who could ever forget the iconic moment? Because when I first saw this, and I read it, and I'm like, wait, oh, I was like, ha ha. Who could ever forget the iconic moment when Andre the Giant tripped at WrestleMania 3? Oh, yes, <laughs> if you are listening to this on Spotify, iTunes, all those streaming services, please go over to youtube.com slash hellentertainment666, where you can view these lovely memes that we are putting up. Yeah, this is our lo lovely mugs and faces and smiles this is one of but, those segments or, that uh, works better with audio than visuals so bear with us folks it's all you it's all you not us <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> Team. You get it. all right what do we got <laughs> yeah that's a classic <laughs> so we have a spoof on the old l'oreal paris Hair care commercials because you're worth it. And yeah, there's the logo and all. And look who's just AJ Styles. Flowing locks. I mean, you know, you know if I didn't know who he was, I would believe that was a real like L'Oreal Paris commercial. <laughs> <laughs> they could have did this one with Shawn Michaels too. Oh yeah. Oh God. There's probably a few they could have done this Red Heart. with. Red Hart. Yeah, AJ definitely fits the bill perfectly on that one. So choose L'Oreal there, AJ, because you're worth it. So many of them. I don't know if that's their tagline. One of them says that thing. I don't know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I almost sent that one to you. That's so funny. <laughs> you know what? I think I sent this to you guys uh, the other night. I honestly, as you guys know, I was a, uh, a doorman or bouncer, for lack of a better term, at the old Duck Inn Pub on Main Street in Hyannis. Go check them out, folks. Johnny Green, Johnny Sal, Molly. Love you guys. Cody. Love the crew. But anywho, um, I, as uh, Mr. Uh, Kid there, you are aware, working at a bar and being a doorman on Halloween and especially New Year's Eve sucks ass. So a couple mm -hmm. years ago, I took that picture and I wrote New Year's Eve on Shawn Michaels' chest. And then I put me, the words M-E, or the letters M-E on So Cold Shoulder. And that was my thoughts on fucking New Year's Eve. Fuck New Year's Eve at the bar. Well, Last New Year's Eve was awesome. It was the first time in years I got to just sit at home, eat a mm -hmm. bunch of Chinese food, and watch the fucking Stooges, man. Best New Year's ever. That's even better yeah. than when I get to go to Times Square. I was waiting for that one for a long time. Well, Times we Square. Should, we, should, we should do a Stooges show. We should show do a I can't even say it. I'm so excited. So do a Stooges show. Certainly. Certainly. What's the matter with you? <laughs> Why the I'm not the jungle Tarzan. <laughs> Okay, okay, we're getting off topic. We're getting off topic. Yeah, don't get me on the Stooges. I'll be here all night. Eh? Yeah, that's a yeah, that's a classic, dude. That's an old one. So here for our audio uh, listeners, oh, we have Brock. a picture of Brock Lesnar. I wonder. I've always wondered how young he was in this picture. Was this when he was in like NCAA wrestling and shit? Because he looks five here, really young. But at the top, it says, "You need help with your computer? Just press quote quote." F5. And look at him. He looks like such a nerd. Hey, pal, did you get a load of the nerd? Pardon me. 
Hey, Guy Manley's here. Hey, oh, Chico. Guy Manley's here. All right. We got worried, Guy. You weren't here. We got worried. We were we got a little nervous there, Guy. We uh we were about to uh you know put out the old APP. So glad to see you're back in action. AJ Styles looks like a soccer mom. Joshua Snare. I can't argue that. He's one of the best wrestlers in the world, but yeah, he, he does. Can't yeah. argue that. And he does do the Pele kick, so. Mm. <laughs> All right, what's up there, Miss Nighthawk? What's next on the agenda? <laughs> oh, I've never seen the Seamus and Orton one before. Me neither. Girl, seriously? That top bedoshi. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right, so here we go again, audio fans. We got two on this one. Um, everybody remembers, I'm sure, if you're watching this show, the uh, infamous Undertaker-Brock Lesnar match where Taker and Lesnar both sit up. And I think, from what I understand, Taker, that face he's making there as he, at the bottom where he's looking at Lesnar, I think he actually did that on purpose to try to get Brock to break character. And as you can see, it worked because Brock is fucking <laughs> cracking up. <laughs> but that was one of those old few times that Taker like actually broke character. And I'll never forget watching that live. I was over at my boy Single H's house. We were watching that pay-per-view live. And we were all stoned out of our minds. We saw that and we were all just cracking up because Undertaker had like the head bob and everything going on there. So, yes. Hey, is this fun? I know, right? She is. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. And then, oh, sorry, because we still got to explain this to the audio listener. So we have Seamus and Randy Orton looking uh, <laughs> very Randy Dandy over here saying, girl, girl, seriously. Girl. Shit, she was like, fool. I was like, bitch, damn. Damn, that top with them shoes, girl. <laughs> so I had no idea that Seamus and Horton were so uh, all about high fashion. Right? Yeah, who knew? You learn something new every day on this show. Oh, yes, guy. In our defense, we were on 20 minutes late. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, we did but have you're the delay here, of game. 20 minutes late. So, hey, we had the delay of game. Don't worry, you can always rewind. Be kind, rewind. Check us out mm -hmm. later. As long as Vince doesn't have his way with us again. <laughs> Feel violated. Yeah, seriously. He's going to make us join the Kiss My Ass Club. Remember that whole debacle? Why? Did you Can we not go there right now, please? We, yeah, we really shouldn't. That's my bad. Why did he make poor Mick Foley do that? Yes, I almost gave you this one. I love this one. Because this is very true. Well, at least when I had hair, but you now. The shampoo bottle. So would anyone else care to explain to our lovely audio audience what this one's all about? I'll give this one to Miss Nighthawk to explain. I believe this is hers. Yes, yes. Please do, my dear. You say that like I know names. <laughs> All right. So you got Mandy. All right, fair enough. <laughs> Macho Man Randy Savage in the top left. Kane. Then over here at the bottom, there's Edge. And then at the last one, that's the sexy boy, Shawn Michaels. Yeah, the more you know. So mm -hmm. what we have here is we have Macho Man <laughs> flying off the top rope with the elbow drop. The shampoo bottle. Gonna get that all that shampoo out of that bottle. And then yes, and don't forget, this is me in the shower. That's the whole uh, title of this here meme. And then every woman that I've known likes their <laughs> water to be hellfire and brimstone hot to burn their tattoos off. You know, so here we have Kane oh. in the shower. And then when you walk out of the shower, you have Edge with the with the, with the small with the fog on the mirror. Mm -hmm. And then the spider chilling in the corner, looking at you like I'm gonna get you. Yeah, sexy boy up on the top rope, laying across. The most frustrating part for me, I mean, I don't have to worry about the shampoo bottle anymore, obviously, but the mirror, that's a pain in the Ooh. ass, man. Especially yeah. this time of year. It's like, ah, I hate this humidity. It's garbage. Why can't it just be fall and winter forever? Fuck yes. summer. Summer sucks. The sun sucks. Kill the sun. 
Alaska. Right? Let's go. Man, let's go. Ba-doom. I'm ready. Alaska. Hey, wow. See? Hey, Pops show is in the show. Let's start out. Kill the oh sun. Oh, my God. Fun. Yay, Pops is back. Hooray. You guys came on late, and my schedule was so tight. Yeah, he is a busy man. That's true. We apologize. We were late. Technical difficulties. He's got uh, he's got places to uh, see and people to do. He's a busy man. So sorry about right. that, Pops. Let's get to the next one. Who we got? <laughs> I saw this last night actually for the first time. I had never seen this before. I almost I almost put that as one of mine too. So great call. That oh, is genius. Here we have for the for our listeners, uh the ultimate war in Hulk Hogan, WrestleMania six, as they're about to do the test of strength hand lock up to the musical lyrics of now I've had the time of my life. I mean, I know pretty much Every uh, member of the female human species I knew growing up was obsessed with dirty dancing. Even 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 women I know that aren't into like you know the quote unquote chick flicks. They all love dirty dancing. But to me, I that I would have preferred that vision. I mean, no offense to Patrick Swayze. I mean, come on, Roadhouse. Not to mention Terry Funk was in that movie. That 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 picture could also go with endless love. You know, I'm happy love Gilmore. Endless love for happy Gilmore, anything. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, dude, no, that was a great, great call because yes, we had the uh, spoof on Dirty Dancing there and looking like uh, Ultimate Warrior and the Hulkster were just about to have the time of their lives. Now, I wonder, you know, because I actually I have seen Dirty Dancing, I'm willing to admit it. I wonder which one of them was supposed to be Baby and which one was supposed to be Patrick Swayze. I don't remember what his name was. I would say mm-hmm. Hulk would be baby. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of thinking warrior, man. Yeah. I could, but he I looks could, like the more like dominant one in this situation. I, I so. could see the Hulkster doing the, you know, picking them up. like Picking the warrior comes, up. Like, warrior comes yeah. running to him and he lifts him up. <laughs> oh, good times. Oh, good, 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 good call on that one, Nighthawk. Mm-hmm. Good call. <laughs> yes, that was, a, that was a touchdown with a two-pointer on top. I tried. Thank you. Now, what do we have I here? Well, oh, this is a new one. Yeah, I'm not aware of this. We have a COVID. Uh, a COVID meme. meme. A meme, if you will. A meme. COVID-19 at 9.59 p.m. Undertaker's down. He Undertaker's representing COVID here. At and 10 p.m., time. COVID wakes up. People <laughs> in pubs, oh, shit, COVID's up. Gotta get home. <laughs> Jane O'Mac Daddy. You know, that I, I, I can relate to that because uh, working in a bar myself when the whole COVID came into play, mm-hmm. boy, were there a lot of people that were unhappy that they couldn't go to the bar. My favorite kind of alcoholics. Way well, to go, guys. Boy, was I. I could be home by 1030. Yeah, right. I didn't. I mean, I, don't get me I wrong. I made the same either way. I love my staff. I love everybody there. I still do. I don't work there anymore. But, yeah, dude, these people were, like, ridiculous. It's like. Dude, the liquor store is still open, all right? You fucking wino. I drink, whatever. I don't need to go out. I love the quarantine. I thought the quarantine was great. I don't need to go anywhere. Fuck this world. I got my computer. We got our wrestling. Why do I need to go outside? And you got your beers. I got my beers. And now we live in the age where I can get fucking robots to deliver this shit to me now. I really wouldn't have to leave. <laughs> I don't have a use for it, so fuck it. <laughs> Come on, COVID. Come on, back. <laughs> Macho Man with the elbow drop. Yes. My <laughs> Macho Man flying off the top, representing my cat, ready for his breakfast. Shawn Michaels on the mat, about to receive the elbow drop, representing me in a deep sleep 10 minutes before my work alarm goes off. I'm cat. You know what? 
I saw this is another one had never seen before. I saw this last night. Love it because uh, I'm an animal lover. I've, I've always loved cats. I used to have a lot of cats. I had a great cat named Diablo. Diablo. He was the man, oh, 17 yeah. years, best hunting cat I ever had, ever seen. I used to watch him eat rabbits whole and watch the little bunny feet go. I speared your cat my head over your house. Everybody did, dude. I remember, who was it that, I don't know if it was Kevin, maybe it was you or, or the mighty Gabe. I don't know. Somebody stayed over my house one night in my old folks' house and back in the day and said, like, dude, I woke up last night and your cat was sitting on in my chest just looking at me like. That was my yeah, it was you. I thought it was. Yeah, yeah. So you know Diablo. That was the best. Love but, Diablo. Um, yeah, I got to say, you know, he's got to love. Yes, much props to the boy Diablo. I missed that cat, God damn it. Uh, but I'll bet you Pops love that one because Pops is a uh, now meow aficionado as well. So we you saw my that meow. one to you, Pops. You saw my meow this past weekend, I too. did. I, I saw a quick glimpse of the meow. Yeah, he was and on the my meow, too. I posted a pic on Facebook yesterday of a meow towel because I was folding a meow towel. She so, cannot look at me in the face now because I said she mm, saw my meow. I hate it, but yeah, I pineapple. Well, you, you gotta, you gotta. Uh, do you have a beef with uh, the kid's uh, kitty there? No, she loves my cat. She just thinks it's funny that I said she saw my meow. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, that one went right over this guy's head. Clever, clever. Meow. <laughs> All right, let's get out of the let's get this show out of the gutter here, guys. Jeez, this is facts. <laughs> to my remote control, and it does great. Carly slapped with doing a Ric Flair slap. <laughs> I've never seen that one before, and that is the quintessential. Oh uh, crap! I'm too lazy to get up and see if we have batteries. Just beat it, beat it, beat it. Yep. That's what you do. And I, I'm sorry. I just got to get this off my chest. People out there still call them clickers. They're not clickers. They don't click anymore. Back in the day, they clicked. They don't click no more. They are remotes. Just had to, I just, it, it's one of those things. Like, I get like, it. Uh-huh. Eh. Eh. So thank you. There we go. Remotes. I think we're starting yours now. Uh, oh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now we're into my picks. Please don't. Yep. Please don't say anything, Brock. Never talk on the mic, Brock. <laughs> yeah, I love this because it's so true. Like, I mean, it just makes perfect sense because, I mean, this is why they knew, yeah, Brock is, you know, Vince's Aryan dream. I hate to use the term, but it's true. But he couldn't talk for shit. <laughs> so you put the best man on a mic in the business with him and everything's gravy. But yeah, every once in a while, stuff like this would happen and Poor mm. Paulie, look at him. He's like, ah, oh, the pain, the pain. Oh, yes. So thank you. Yes, we have uh, now seen the horror that was Brock Lesnar's mic skills. So thank you, Nighthawk. <laughs> I like this one. You can't handle me, my Cactus Jack. You don't deserve my dude love. That's right, baby. Bang. <laughs> I think that one's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, that I one's actually, like... I posted that a few years back, and I was like, yeah, hitting it right on the head, dude. Bing. Nailed it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's for you, Mick? I love me some Foley. And this one is one of my all-time favorite chess. <laughs> yeah. So for our audio listeners, uh, the caption <laughs> says, Stone Cold Steve Austin has stunned 46% of the people in this photo, including the President of the United States. And they're in the photo amongst a bunch of little children. I'm guessing that's the, you know, 54% that 
Austin didn't stun because they're all children <laughs> with the kids. <laughs> but you have Vince McMahon, you have Linda McMahon, you have Shane McMahon, you have Stephanie McMahon, you have Triple H, and best of all, yes, you have Donald Trump, who in fact did receive the Stone Cold Stunner. And no surprise, I actually did not know this until recently. I guess Austin just said, fuck it. And he was not supposed to give Trump the stunner. And that's why if you go back and watch it, the only other stunner that looks like as bad as that is the one time he had to stun Linda McMahon because he really did not want to do it. <coughs> oh, Thank see, Pops, Pops is down with the dirt. I, I wasn't not going to do. I'm just saying, you know, back in the 80s, every single woman, <laughs> every girl I knew loved that movie. Turned out he's not gay, but... Yeah, I've heard things about the old Big Balboski. Uh, yep, I. Yeah, we'll just leave it at that. I hear things. <laughs> meow, meow, meow. Saucer of milk table too. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I just got so distracted by Pop's ghostly's penis. What are we doing here? <laughs> this one. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> All right. So now we're gonna, you know, at some point we'll, we're gonna have to go with the old choppy choppy old pee pee for uh, Pop's ghostly Balboski style. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Nighthawk, I'm. Were you? Do you know who Val Venus is? I know you're. You know you're a bit younger than us. Oh, yeah. Let me let me pull, let me pull up a Titan John video for a few seconds. Yeah, please I won't me. even tell you. Yeah, and please, no one, don't post it. Don't type anything because she doesn't know anything about Val Venus. So let's keep. I'm not even looking at the comments right now. Anyways, so. okay, cool. Um, I I wouldn't doubt. You know, I would blame some of the guys. Like, oh, Val Venus, yeah, but. This is back in the Attitude Era where they just didn't give a fuck and they made some pretty interesting uh, gimmicks there. And this certainly was one of their most controversial, no doubt about it. Um, I think, you know, once uh, the old podcast kid here gets the uh, footage rolling, I think it'll be pretty self-explanatory as to why a lot of um, a lot of mothers out there did not like the fact that <laughs> their kids were watching Valvinas. Let's put it that way. Come get me, Vince. <laughs> Still one of the best Titantron videos ever. Yeah, and you can bring your little Enzo with you, Vince. <laughs> Hello, ladies. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his gimmick was um, he was a porn star. Oh, come on. Tell me they're going to show the hot dogs in the... <laughs> oh, this must, have been, this must have been his, like, original one. Remember they have the one where, like, they show him, like, in the army helmet and it's looking like he's, like, you know, doing something naughty there. And then um, they, like, they show the hot dogs getting put in the buns. And stuff like uh, I mean, that was also the same era where, yes, they had a pimp as well. That would be the godfather. And he, his whole thing was he'd come out with his hose and say, time once again for everyone to come aboard the hose train. So back then, yeah, they just didn't care. Um, well, he also had porn stars in his Titan drawn too. He had Jenna Jameson in there at one point. Yeah, yeah. And that's like uh, with um, Godfather, every town they went into, they would just go to some random strip club and ask some girls there, like, hey, you want to work this show? And they all were like, yeah. So Godfather yeah, really had his hose. Oh, the late 90s. Those were the days. Then we got two memes left. Two more. Dos numeros. Fire them up. No attention to the man behind the curtain. <laughs> it's, it's, I and swear. My light not, just came on. It's not Diesel. It's the great and powerful Oz. <laughs> great and powerful Madison. Oh. 
Where'd he go? I don't know. This is... Oh, we can't Where'd even read go? it. Uh, uh, there we go. Yes! Oh, that's one of mine. That That is... I love that one. Um, looks like Moe's giving it to Foley from the behind. It, what it is, uh, it's a spoof from The Simpsons. There's someone out there for who's been doing this for years. They take clips from The Simpsons and they make them into really... A lot of times they're really funny, but they're also really fucked up kind of memes. And this one I love because this is from an episode of The Simpsons where Moe is kicking, tossing Barney, who is his you know number one regular drunk if anyone who ever watched The Simpsons, you know this. Mm -hmm. um, so, but he would keep, you know, in the episode, he throws Barney out and thinks, oh, okay, Marathon and Barney just keeps coming through the back. So he has to keep throwing him out. So, this, I love this one because it's Mo throwing out the three faces of Foley. I saw it's great. You see at the top, he's tossing cactus. He saw doing the, okay, he's done. And next thing, who's behind him? Oh, it's mankind. So now he's tossing mankind. Now we're all done. Oh, who's that? It's the dude. So, I mean, still. To me, one of the all-time greatest moments in the Royal Rumble history, Mick Foley is still the only man to appear in the same Royal Rumble match three times. That'll never happen again. So, right, exactly. I mean, most of mine, I literally could have just given you guys like 20 that were nothing but Mick Foley and Stone Cold ones because there's so many. There's another great Stone Cold one I love where it's like, uh, it's something like, you know, it shows him <laughs> slamming a beer with JR and it's like, how I start my week on or my weekend on Friday. And then it's like the next picture is like, here's me on Sunday and there's Stone Cold in the ring and he's like swimming. I, through the that one. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> yeah. This internet, something else, man. It is. Lastly. One more. We got one more for you. Uno. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Dude, I totally put that one up when now for once again, for our audio listeners, we have a picture Kona Crush. Kona Crush. I mean, look at that mullet and all its infamous glory. And there he is, standing next to the one, the only, Mr. Perfect himself, Kurt Henning. Kurt Henning is doing the total light fist pump. Yeah! And if you could see what it says at the top, it clearly says, when your dad finally comes back from getting cigarettes 20 years ago to play catch with you. Yes. That, <laughs> that was another nod to The Simpsons for me. All I can think of was poor Nelson. And his dad, he's like, Papa said that he just was going out for cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's, uh, we can thank uh, the uh, millennials, I guess, for that whole thing. Because uh, I remember for time there, I didn't know what the fuck a meme was. I was like, what's a meme? <laughs> I still don't even know. Is it a gif or a gif? What the fuck is that? What yeah. do you call it? It's a gif. Yeah. Okay. Gif, yeah. I'll give you yeah. a gif. I'll give you a gif. I'll give you one of these gifs right now. Give you a knuckle sandwich. Right now, mush me. <laughs> or like emoji. I remember the first time I saw that. I'm like, what? Is that like a Japanese word? Hmm. Yeah, I'm old. <laughs> yeah, well, remember before when you couldn't text or couldn't call after 9 p.m.? Right? Until 9 p.m. when it meant for free. Remember that time that you called my house and got me totally in trouble with my dad? Because I it was like nine o'clock and I was trying to clean my bowl out and my room smelled like resin. <laughs> I can laugh Whoop. now. <laughs> I remember when I got I got on the phone with you and uh, you were like, hey, what's up? I was like, uh, uh, yeah, I'll see you tomorrow at school. Okay, bye. <laughs> yeah, it was not a fun night. So. <laughs> <Good job. laughs> 
Oh, so we had another part of this. Are we going to go into it or do we want to save it for next week? No, I think we can give it a quick rundown, especially since we came on late. Um, I didn't even have to put any research into the other topic of this week because it's really easy for me. They're all boop, boop, right up in the old the, memory banks. The best managers in your eyes. What are we gonna, mm-hmm. Top, top five-ish, I guess. Yeah, we could just throw out the top five if you like. Um, I mean, I can literally just run down the list. I don't know. This is a tough one, though, because there's one hard thing about this top. I, it's kind of like, you know, I did say early in the show, Put a gun to my head. Tell me to tell you what my who my favorite wrestler of all time is. I'm going with Terry Funk. But the managers, that's a freaking tough one, dude, because there's so many greats out there over time. Guy Manley says, Hiram smells like bong water. Well, good thing my dad's not there, guy. <laughs> Otherwise, or, your ass would be grass. <laughs> or does bong water smell like my room? Ooh, that's like one of those... Uh, you know, questions that keep you up at night. <laughs> what is the, the sound of one hand clapping? <laughs> so yeah, guy, be on the lookout for Pappy. But um, yeah, yeah. So we were thinking the best managers, you know, just in our opinion. Feel free to throw anyone out there that you fans would like to mention yourselves. I mean, I'm sure we're going to cover all the greats. Um, and I'm sure a first, lot of, I'm sure between you and I, and I don't know if Miss Nighthawk did any. Research of her own on this. Uh, I know you and I probably come across a couple of them same on the list of each yeah. other. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, um, I think it's only fair. You got to start off with Bobby the Brain. I mean, the Brain yeah. was the man, dude. Bobby the, the Brain. Family. The Heenan family. Yes, and and once again, R.I.P. to the Heenan family because yeah. Paul Paul Warndorf was the very last living member of that faction. And what a faction it was. I really had space on that, that fact that they're all gone now until Tommy Dreamer put that up on Instagram today. So sad mm-hmm. to see the end of such a great era. But Bobby the Brain was just unlike anybody else. I mean, he was just as popular as the wrestlers. I mean, even though he oh, was no. a wrestler back in the day. Teddy Long, yes. Love me some Teddy Long. Friggin'. I mean, yeah, Teddy Long is a man, dude. What do you? Oh, player. What's up, player? Player, player. <laughs> yeah, Teddy was a great manager back in the day. A lot of people don't remember that. They I don't really remember him. him. Yeah, it was back in the day. That's how he came up. He was, uh, he was a manager in like WCW or NWA even back in the day. Most people only remember him from being, you know, GM of SmackDown. But yeah, dude, Teddy, Teddy was a man. But yeah, the brain is just, you know, that's the stuff of legend. The guy was just so funny. I mean, that was one of those reasons why he turned into... Yeah, the weasel, dude. The guy was just so hilarious. Um, I loved him as a commentator. I mean, he was Andre the Giants manager. You know, he was the best. He was the... He was the best manager in the way that, you know, for guys like, say, for Andre, for instance. They, you know, Andre wasn't very good on the mic. It's understandable. He didn't need to be because he was Andre the fucking Giant, so it didn't right, matter. exactly. <laughs> but... They, Vince was smart enough to say, eh, we well, put him with Bobby the Brain, and pff, that solves everything. Um, so, God, I, mean, I just, love Tina, man. He was just oh, so I good. mean, just just the roster he had between Andre, Mr. Wonderful, Ravishing Rick Rude, King mm-hmm. Haku. Um, yeah, I did. I mean, he just, he just had it all, and he was that manager that was a true heel manager that would do whatever he had to do to try and get the W for his team. Yo, no doubt. And not to mention, I think, uh, you know, Vince was smart enough to realize this, and I'm sure a lot of the boys in the locker room were too. That you know, if you got 
if they made Heyman, or, yeah, Heyman, sorry. <laughs> if they made Heenan, probably the brain, Heenan, not Heyman, Heenan, your manager, like, you're going places because they're not going to just put him with just anybody. And, you know, he, he would do the talking for the guys that weren't good on the mic. He was fantastic on the mic. So can't say enough great things about the brain. Pop says, Bubba has been getting shit for ruining Hogan turn at Bash. I get both sides, but Heenan's character always hated Hogan. So I don't know. Yeah, uh, I don't care. I, I, I don't even care if Heenan was in the wrong here. I'd take Bobby the Brain over Hogan any day. I'm sorry, dude. Oh, care. yeah. Bobby the Brain was the fucking man, dude. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. So, yeah. That, he, was he did, he was, that was definitely on my list, too. So, we can oh, cross yeah. that off. I think, we're gonna, I think this list is going to be a lot of you and I just crossing off lists. Yeah, I'm sure. We're, mine's already in my head, but I'm sure mm -hmm. whatever you wrote down is the same. I didn't thing write shit down. It's in my head, too. So, there you go. <laughs> we're surfing on the same wave there, pal. Yum, yum, yum. So, so who's your? I all right. I threw up Bobby the Brain. Who you got there, guy? Got to go with Mouth of the South. Oh hell yeah, dude! You can't, you can't forget about Mouth of the South, Jimmy mm -hmm. Hart, and just as big as Bobby Heenan with the with with his roster that he managed. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Jimmy one was of, he was one right of one of the there. most iconic managers along right beside Bobby Heenan mm -hmm. coming up in the eighties and early nineties. Oh no question. Who could ever forget the classic mullet, the sunglasses, the, the megaphone. The megaphone, of course. And then you know he always had the the flashy uh colored suits there. And um mm -hmm. Jimmy Hart, man, I tell you, there's something about that guy. He is one of those guys I really I would out of wrestling I that I haven't met that I would really, really like to meet. Because not and not only everything I've ever read about him, but everything everything I've ever seen about him, he literally just seems like the sweetest guy in the world. He's like just so nice, and he's actually a really talented musician. He um came up on that on one of our episodes. Yeah, when I was talking, I just found out recently that Terry Funk recorded a friggin' album in Japan back in '84 because he was just as big in Japan as Hogan was here at that time. And um, yeah, Jimmy Jimmy Hart was the man who produced that whole thing, did all the music on it. Jimmy Hart came up with uh, you know the the Hitman's theme song back when it was mm -hmm. for the Hart Foundation. Obviously, he was the manager of the Hart Foundation. Um, yeah, he managed some of the all time greats, and he just always added that element to the match that's what makes a great manager you know they bring something to the table they're not just standing there at ringside they it's like the fans are paying attention to them as well as paying attention to the wrestlers because they have that much to do with the storyline so you know what just like bobby the brain you can't say enough great things about the mouth of the south especially for anyone our age i mean there's two guys right there that if you were a wrestling fan coming up i mean that that's like that, that's part of your childhood right there well, those guys are, like those hey, are the you know, two managers that like you said, you're watching them as much as you're watching the match because mm -hmm. you're watching them to see how they're going to interact to fuck over the opponent. Precisely. Because mm -hmm. you've got the mouth south with, you know, when he managed Honky Tonk, he's got the guitar, he's got the megaphone. But then you get the classic ones like Keenan at WrestleMania 5 when he held the Warriors' leg so Rick Rude beat the Warriors. Yeah, <laughs> oh. so these are two managers, you know, right off the top that, again, set the mark of what a manager is mm -hmm. and should be in the world of wrestling. Absolutely. Um, you know, if I had to name a, a number one all time, I, I guess I'd have to go with Heenan, but Jimmy would be a really, really, really close second. Jimmy's like a 1.5 if Heenan's number one. Yeah, precisely. Um, the megaphone, man, like, and his voice too. Like it just, 
Something about his voice, man, just cracks me up. As a matter of fact, you well, being he, well, he sounds like an eleven-year-old, like just hitting puberty because he gets so excited. <laughs> I know, and he's still—he's however old he is, and he still looks exactly like he was back in the friggin' eighties. Um, but I, I know um, you might know this from being a uh, Bruins fan, obviously. But when they were—I hate to bring it up—but when they were playing the Islanders there in the uh, last series, they—you know—the New York Islanders, they're. Uh, radio commentator, you got to look this guy up if you've never heard this. He sounds exactly like Jimmy Hart when oh, he says, up. "Oh, dude, when when the Islanders score a goal, he he screams goal. He sounds or, or screams score. He sounds exactly like Jimmy Hart did. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> but yes, Mouth of the South definitely gets a proper recognition. Damn. All right, so what's the next one floating around? And or Miss I- Miss Nighthawk, do you have anything yeah. that you want to toss in? Can't hear you. I think your mic's off. Uh oh. And I don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's right. I already said you could be my manager. So that means you're already going to be great. So oh, hell yeah. You're, you're on the list. You're on the list. You <laughs> made the list. You <laughs> made the list. <laughs> oh, it's a good list. Don't worry. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right, Mr. Torrance, what's in your head? What's uh, the next manager? All right, there's, I mean, like I said, there's so friggin' many. Um, there's a couple I'm just going to have to just name off at some point because they, they deserve recognition. But I got to say, man, one of my all-time personal favorites for me personally, that's this guy. Fonzie. Right? Fonzie did. Oh, how I love Fonzie. He was a uh, uh, referee in WWF back in the day. If you go back and look at some of those yep. old tapes, you will see the Fonz in there. He was at WrestleMania 9. Actually, yes, he was uh, the referee in the god-awful Giant Gonzalez bodysuit yeah. match with Taker at WrestleMania. Yep, that was Fonzie. But Fonzie, for all you ECW fans out there, will know that oh, Fonzie and RVD and Sabu, it just <clears throat> it worked so well. Um, and, and Fonzie kept that tradition of the heel manager going in, you know, the spirit of Bobby, the brain, the guys from the, from back in the day when he was in ECW, because Fonzie would just annoy the fuck out of the crowd. And it was no awesome. shit. like, I mean, you see him at like live events, you, you know, you can go watch the tapes now, the matches at the ECW arena, whatever, you'll see the same thing. But when you were actually there live at a house show and, you know, if RVD's in the ring or Sabu's in the ring, or remember back in the day, he started out, he was managing Taz, and Taz. Then he over Taz at uh, Barely Legal 97. But the whistle, dude, like he would the just, <laughs> I remember being in Fall River and like seeing this one big fucking burly drunk dude who was like, fucking Fonzie, hope you choke on your fucking whistle or some shit. He said, Fonzie didn't hesitate. He ran up and he got right in the guy's face and was like, big, big. <laughs> So yeah, gotta give some, gotta give some love to the Fonz, man. I love that dude. No, I get it, hundred percent. We we met him in Hyannis at that independent show. Yeah, at the Armory when uh, Awesome when, and Jerry Lawler there. He had that Sonny. match with Chris Candido, and Sonny was there. And yeah, remember we started chanting "Skip and Zip, Skip and Zip," and Sonny was like, "Shut up." <laughs> Good times. Oh hell yeah, we got Horrible so shit faced before that show. That was awesome. <laughs> Uh, if we're bouncing it back to me, yes, sir. I'm gonna stick with the the late '80s theme of managers. Mm. The powerful and wonderful Mr. Fuji. Thank you, because yep, Fuji was definitely on my list. He no was another one of those heel managers that, with his cane and that white powder, 
when he managed demolition. Oh God, yeah, right. <clears throat> And then, of course, everyone remembers, you know, he went on to manage Yokozuna, and then yep. he was also the manager. I loved when Yoko and Owen were the tag team champs, and he was the manager. Yeah, that was that was great. So but, I, um, have to, you have to give the honorable mention to... to oh, Mike God, Fuji. yeah. Fuji was a legend, man. He, I mean, he had a, a great wrestling career. I mean, you just mentioned him earlier. He, mm-hmm. uh, him and, um, and- yeah, one over Chief J Strongbow and all that. So Fuji was a man, dude. Um, and then they kept it going. Well, that time with him with uh, Yokozuna and stuff, but oh god, I always loved Mr. Fuji. He just seemed like the evil Mr. Miyagi to me. I mm-hmm. and I, I hope that doesn't sound racist, but you know, <laughs> back in the eighties, though WWE was or WWF was pretty fucking racist. So sorry, <laughs> we've already covered that. Sorry, Vince, <laughs> take us down again. Yeah, a lot of those gimmicks eh, wouldn't go over so hot today. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> All right, Fuji, um, what do you got? You know. Oh, Hmm. I mean, there's just so many to choose from. I know that's that's what makes it tough. I mean, there's so many great ones, and I don't want to leave anyone out. Um, you know, I gotta say, Paul Erring from you know the Road Warriors. Yep, he was he was a part of the Road Warriors. It didn't look right without him there. Fuji wow. turned heel for Powers of Pain made demolition baby faces. Pop Ghostly, you are correct, sir. We need to know your history on this day. You passed um, an A. <laughs> but yeah um oh god i mean geez when you look back at it now i mean you, all right we gotta mention slick i was you gonna say slick. slick thank you you gotta say slick, I, I was going right? I, I had slick <laughs> on my list i also had uh harvey whippleman just because yeah harvey whippleman and jim Cornette, obviously that's a given you gotta put um, Cornette up there i'm even going with Heyman in the wcw days with the dangerous alliance, yeah, good call, good call, Kevin with Sullivan, his, Cactus with Jack, his, and yeah, with, yeah. With, with his big Zach Morris cell phone, mm, yes, that he, yeah, he, he kept that gimmick going in ECW. I remember when he hit like 911 with it and he choke slammed him, but uh, yeah, I mean, you you go go, I mean, you can go on and on. I mean, you can go to all the ladies in ECW with. Beulah and Francine, oh, yeah, Francine and Beulah. I mean, come on, I mean, you gotta get bitch. And WWE too, you got to give props to Sonny, Marlena, and even Lita. Lita started out kind of being the uh, manager of the Hardy Boys. But there's one that we we might as well never do this show again if we don't mention him. Oh, yes. Paul Bear, dude. Come yes. on. Yeah, you can't go wrong, Paul Bear. I remember, I love The Undertaker so fucking much growing up. I'm not afraid to lie. I mean, this was what, 97, 96, maybe, whatever the funk. But the infamous boiler room brawl match when oh, Paul Bearer yeah. turned on the taker. Dude, I'm sorry. This is what this is what a how much of a wrestling geek I am. I watched that pay-per-view, SummerSlam Live. I cried. I'm not afraid to admit it. I fucking cried. I couldn't believe that fucking Paul Bearer could do that to the taker, man. Like, that was one of those, okay. You're going to be together forever, right? Mm-mm-mm. Nope, nope, nope. So, Paul Bearer, yeah, may he rest in peace. And not to mention, excellent call on the Bear Man. Thank you. Yep, Pop Swaps. He knows what's up. But Paul Bearer, not to mention, uh, Paul Mooney, I believe, was actually his real name. Mm-hmm. And when you know, he was actually a legit mortician for real. And he was a wrestler back in the day, too. His name was Percy Pringle back in the day. 
Percy what? Pringle. All right. Percy Pringle. Right. Um, but what a story career. And, you know, he, he, he was another one of those wealth of knowledge guys, but think about it. You know, the undertaker can easily be called, you know, I mean, there's no doubt about it. One of the greatest wrestlers ever. Oh, but 100%. How much of his gimmick would have been taken away if he didn't have Paul Bearer's presence to go along with him all those years? Because Paul added that a lot to that character. There's no fucking doubt about it. No, absolutely. It's uh, it's what made Undertaker Undertaker in those beginning years. Mm-hmm. Oh, with yeah. The power of the urn and... Uh, when the Undertaker wasn't really cutting promos and all he would say was rest in peace. And it was Paul Bear cutting the promos when Taker's cutting the coffins or he's in the wood shop or all you heard was Paul Bear's voice in his paisley white skin. And that's all you would hear. And then you would see Undertaker and his eyes rolled back in his head and all he would say was rest in peace. But -hmm. those promos were made by Paul Bear. Absolutely. Yeah. You nailed it, dude, because it's true. And that's what made that gimmick work so well. Uh, Like I said, I don't think, I mean, I'm willing to bet that, yes, The Undertaker would have had great success, but that added element of Paul Bearer just made that gimmick just, I mean, that's what made it work so well. And, God, I just, still to this day, it still cracks me up just hearing the, oh, my Undertaker. Ah. I used to be able to do that voice a lot better before I, you know, killed my lungs for fucking 30 years. But, yeah, yeah, God, Paul Bearer, he's another one too. I mean, it this is really tough for me. It's easier to name a favorite wrestler of all time than it is manager, honestly. Let's not before before we sign off for the night, let's not forget the bodyguard Virgil. How could anyone ever forget Lonely Virgil? Because yes, he was definitely on my list. Probably the worst manager, <laughs> worst bodyguard, worst gimmick ever. But oh. everybody's got a prize. Poor, poor, poor Virgil. Yep. What's What's that? that? I said, ain't that the truth? Right? Uh, And it's so funny to watch. I mean, you know, I love what he's done. He was smart. You know, a lot of people don't realize what he did with this whole lonely Virgil gimmick. But guess what? It worked because it got him a lot of friggin' notoriety, Mm -hmm. a lot of publicity. And he's at all these comic cons and they brought him on. I remember Chris Jericho brought him on um, AEW last year, as a matter of fact. So Virgil, not as uh, not as stupid as one might think. There, um, oh crap! And who uh, there was? Oh, there was at least one more person I really, really, really wanted to mention. And now why am I forgetting? Well, you got him. I mean, this is back before our day, but and this is once again a name that would never work nowadays. But trust me. But uh, the Grand Wizard. Back in the day of the 70s and uh, early 80s and stuff, he managed, you know, all the the best heels and whatnot going on back then. So for any of our potential um, viewers or listeners out there who might be, uh, you know, a decade or two above us, you, if you're a wrestling fan, you definitely know who the Grand Wizard is. So, And then also, let's not forget Miss Elizabeth and Scary Sherry and, you know, the, the, the list really goes on and on. And definitely got to give a big shout out to who I was convinced for many years was, in fact, Cindy Lauper's dad, the great late Captain Lou. Captain Lou. Mm-hmm. And he was Mario, too. I, I know I'm, oh, this is going to hurt me so bad. I, I know it's going to be like three in the morning. I'm going to be like laying in my bed, scrounging up a bowl, and like, oh, yeah, that's who I wanted to say. <laughs> so. Well, we'll probably both still be up, so send a text. 
Boop. We'll we'll put that on the uh, the post show. Yeah. <laughs> so I so think if if we missed anybody out there, please we apologize. Um, it's been a long week. A lot lot to cover here. <laughs> a lot going on in the old personal world as well. Uh, also, don't forget to uh, if you weren't aware, feel free to uh, head on over to hellentertainment.com and uh, check out the YouTube page, not only for this fine show, but uh, go take a gander at what me and the old podcast kid did this weekend up in uh, old Plymouth, Massachusetts with the old uh, King Titans 48. And Hell yeah, well, dude. That was a long day, great day. It <sighs> was a great day, a long day, but we had, a, we had a time, man. I never interviewed a fighter before. I've interviewed, you know, coked up rock stars and drugged out comedians. That's easy, but I'm not going to lie. The whole time I was doing all these interviews, I'm like, I hope I don't fuck this up because if I piss this dude off, I'm fucking yeah, knock you out. Although I do need some teeth removed, so maybe it would have done me a favor. <laughs> but on that note as well, if you are listening, watching, whatever you are, how you are getting your content from us, if you are involved with a local circuit with the wrestling world, please mm -hmm. hit us up at off the ropes at off the ropes Tuesday at gmail.com. We want to talk to you. We want to get your wrestlers on our show to interview them. We want to help promote your shows. We want to partner with you. So make sure you hit us up because we want to work with you. Yeah, we're going to start. I think it's a good idea. We talked about that this weekend. We're going to start putting the feelers out here. Any uh, indie federations out here in the uh, Massachusetts area, uh, we would love to cover your shows. Don't worry. We work real cheap. <laughs> and um, we just want to help promote your business. We want to, hey, we want to promote our shit, too. We love wrestling. Obviously, you love wrestling. I would really like to try and get involved with some sort of uh, indie federations. Anybody out there, feel free to hit us up. Uh, the podcast kids put up our you know contact info and all that jazz. We're pretty easy to find. So if you're out there, give we us a ring. We have a pretty good cast photographer who would love to come out and shoot. Hell well. yeah. Get she, some photos. She, uh, she's a lot better work. than me, so we'll send her mm -hmm. to take the photos. and. Myself and Jack Thomas can do the podcast and interviews well at the show, and she can go and do her photo thing. Yeah. yeah. Fucking A, man. Fucking A. You know, it's funny. Speaking of which, I, I didn't realize until like Sunday, at one of the pictures I had posted, I think it was from the main event, I was on the opposite side of the octagon, and I looked, and I'm like, wait a minute. And I zoomed in a little bit. I see the Wu-Tang shirt. And I'm like, oh, there's the podcast kid directly across <laughs> So, you yeah, we had a great time. And, you can't miss um, the world. Right. And big shout out to all everybody, uh, the whole crew up there, uh, play with Morial Hall. Just want to throw this out real quick. You guys were awesome. Thank you for being so cool. Um, especially for me. I, I didn't have a fucking clue what I was doing up there, <laughs> but apparently it worked out and we had a great time. So thank you guys so much. Thanks to everybody at the cage Titans there. You guys are fucking awesome. And, uh, we'll be looking to do that again in Augusto, if I'm not yes. mistaken. Right. So yes, thanks yes. guys. That was awesome. That was one of the best days I've had in, years so thank you very much so i believe on next week's show we are going to be uh picking our mount rushmore wrestlers oh i forgot about that okay yes yes this so make, um, sure, make sure you tune in make sure you send in who you would put on your mount rushmore yeah for, for wrestlers we we want to see what you guys want to pick along with our picks uh something fun to do you know your top five wrestlers who's going to go in on your mount rushmore it can be from mm -hmm. any error so Yep, you can living alive. dead. It's all cool. We want, yeah, I would love to, uh, excuse me, know your input. Um, all our 
dedicated viewers and listeners. And for the new ones that joined us tonight, we greatly appreciate you checking us out too. So yeah, hit us up. We really appreciate your uh, input. So let us know what you think. Cause this is, I might as well get started on this topic. Like as soon as we go off the air, cause this one's going to be fucking really hard for me. Yep. So I need a lot of time to figure this one out. Terry folks on there though. I know that much. <laughs> you got a thought? I was just going to say, if you have anything that you want to send us, if you can't remember the email for whatever reason, you can just go to hellentertainment.com. My girl. Easy peasy. I like your style, on, dude. On that note, I am the podcast kid. That is Jack Torrance. That is the beautiful and lovely Miss Nighthawk. We will see you guys next Tuesday. I almost said Wednesday. And uh, <laughs> let's see who's climbing your Mount Rushmore. Hell yeah. See ya. Pasta.